Aylesbury bus station just after four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Another inmate from Springhill Prison was arrested in the town on Wednesday night. The Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which organises Luton Carnival. The deputy leader of Luton Borough Council, Sean Timoney, said they would consider what support they can provide. That's really, really devastating news for the Carnival Arts Centre do such great work. And, you know, I was at the Carnival this year. I'm at the Carnival every year. It's a fantastic event. I'm devastated. I'm really quite surprised as well because I was only at an event just a couple of months back with the Carnival Arts that was sponsored by the Arts Council. It just didn't seem to me that they were in in any way going to be dropping that funding, so I'm I'm quite devastated. More than 100 of Britain's imams have urged young Muslims not to travel to Syria and Iraq to fight alongside extremist groups. In an open letter, they say British Muslim communities should continue to support all those affected, but from the UK in a safe and responsible way. Two children were taken into hospital after a coach struck a building at Woburn Safari Park yesterday afternoon. A girl with a neck injury and a boy with a cut to his head were taken to Milton Keynes Hospital. About 45 children aged six and seven were on the coach. Police are warning of delays in and around Stevenage this weekend as the Sonosphere Music Festival gets underway at Nebworth this evening. Extra trains are being laid on tomorrow and Sunday, but early road closures caused delays on the A1M yesterday. The 40th anniversary concert sees the likes of Iron Maiden and Metallica take the stage. Tens of thousands are expected to attend. Henry Lytton-Cobbold is the stately homes owner. The Iron Maiden uh, flyby, uh, um, Bruce Dickinson is actually bringing his World War I biplane on, sat- uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon. I mean, it's very bulldog drumming, isn't it, to yeah. sort of step out of your uh, your Fokker biplane and uh, and yeah. straight onto the stage and uh, and perform in front of forty thousand people is amazing. In sport, Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at ten o'clock this morning, and Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis. Earl hasn't fought since two thousand and nine. The weather hot and sunny, maximum temperature twenty nine degrees. Celsius, but there will be heavy rain overnight and tomorrow morning. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. So friendly and it's such a lovely, clean, safe place to live. It still retains a village aspect, which a lot of towns don't manage to. It's all about where you live. It's still got those old traditional quaint sort of activities going on. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's just a lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just let the music. This is it. Let the music play. We never get to hear enough of this song, and it, it, you know, someone's taking the time to write this and uh, perform it and record it. So let's just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just been told. Uh, an interesting piece of trivia about this uh, this song. Kath, would you like to impart your wisdom to the listener? Yeah, what I said was they recorded this at Abbey Road, yeah. innit? Yeah, it's like them Beatles, isn't it? It's enough. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Beautiful. This is BBC Beautiful. 
I'm so tired this morning, guys. Notice that was you pressing snooze there, wasn't it? <clears throat> what can we do to keep you awake? Mm. Kelly, Kelly, bets. I got one or two suggestions of what you can do to keep me awake. One of them involves making me coffee every five minutes. Okay. Could you do that? Yeah. <clears throat> so, what well, then? You've got one now, so the next one's about ten past six. That, that, that'll be the fair. I've had three hours sleep now. Gurgled. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Wasn't me. Oh, who, who else is here? Uh, ghostly gurgle. I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll, it wasn't me, but I'll take it. Cool. That means if someone drops one, you, one of you got to take it. <laughs> Three hours sleep. Now, I'm a 41-year-old father of two um, children, boys. And I am absolutely knackered. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired. Do you sometimes feel that you perform better when you're tired? No. When you've got no energy, but it's sort of coming right. from somewhere and it's keeping you alive? No, no I, perform, I perform worse. Mm. Oh. oh, you see? That's my head. You heard you my thoughts. These are my <laughs> thoughts. Listen, just listen carefully. This is what's going on. The sound in my head. You have to talk at the same time. Oh, is that how it works? Is that how the Larson effects work? Right. So, I'm going to play a record. Boom! We're going to come in with the show. Yeah! High Fidelity. Yeah? Yeah. High Fidelity? Wait. Um, who was getting that record? Was it me or was it Kath? Catherine was. Luckily for oh. you. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, you're welcome. This is recorded at Abbey Road Studios no, in not London. This not this one. You're welcome. Sorry.
song hasn't stood the test of time as uh, well as I'd expected it to. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. It's music, isn't it? Music. Now, A&E could be lost at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals as part of a major review of health services. The clinical commissioning groups for the areas have already warned us finance dictates there'll have to be changes, but they've been more specific in the latest healthcare review, stating that sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long term. Well, Andrew Pakes is the Labour prospective parliamentary candidate in uh, Milton Keynes South and joins me now. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Uh, the Mayor of Bedford is calling for people to sign a Save Bedford Hospital petition. Are you, are you going to be doing something similar? Uh, well, I, I'm deeply worried about uh, the reports coming out of the Health Review in the last few weeks. Now, the Health Review rightly say this is a public consultation. They haven't published any final options yet. Uh, but the statement you've just read out clearly says that they have made some assumptions here. And one of those assumptions is, despite Bedford and Milton Keynes both have growing populations, the status quo is no longer an option. I think that would be worrying to uh, the population in both towns. Why, why would it be worrying, Andrew? Because cuts have to be made, money has to be saved. So, so why is that a concern? Uh, I think my problem is that this review seems to be uh, being driven as much by the government's chaotic NHS reforms and funding cuts as it does by a changing population. What I'd like this review to do is firstly set out the, the health care we need. What kind of NHS do we need in Milton Keynes and Bedford? And then tell me what the funding gap is. Instead, they seem to be doing it the other way around, which is saying money's tight, so we're going to cut things. Uh, and I'm not sure that's the right way to be doing things when well, it comes to our health service. Well, but, but Andrew, if money is tight and they do have to make cuts, why, why is that a surprise? Milton Keynes itself is going to be, you know, the largest city in the south-east outside of London in, you know, in the next 10 years. Uh, and I just think it's inconceivable that we're now having a debate which is about where do we trim health services rather than how do we get more money because we're a growing population. If we're one of the fastest growing areas in the country, I think we've got a strong case to say we need a fully functioning A&E. Uh, but also, we need the extra investment in our hospital and other NHS services to fit that growing population. And where's that money going to come from? Well, I think we've got to make a case to government. I think if we are a growth area, we're one of but, the. But, but where would where would government get, where would government find that extra money for, to, uh, to fund all the hospitals? Uh, I'm, I think there's a big debate about funding all the hospitals. We've seen that in the likes of Lewisham. We've seen that in Hammersmith and Fulham, where A&Es have said they're going to be cut. And public campaigns have kept some of those open. But, but where would that... You're saying that more money should be invested. It's very easy to say that. But, but where would that money come from? We're one of the fastest growing areas in the country. I think we should be talking to the Department of Health and saying, are there other areas which are no longer growing? How are you allocating money across areas? Uh, we've got to have money coming into the city if we've got a growing population. So you want to take money from other areas? I want to have that discussion with ministers. I okay. don't want to simply uh, roll over, like no. this review seems to be doing, and saying, despite the growth, despite the Milton Keynes is growing fast, despite the fact we're getting an older population, we're going to shrug our shoulders and say, let's just cut our cloth okay. differently. So you, you, you don't want cuts in this area, but you're happy mm. to take money from other areas to, to fund your uh, hospitals? It sounds a little bit selfish. I want to have that discussion of which parts of the country are growing, where are resources spent, is enough money being spent in Milton Keynes, and you know what, if we have to go and knock on the door on government and say we do need extra investment in Milton Keynes, I'm willing to do that, and I think the public will come along with me. OK, you've got to make a choice, Andrew. Which hospital should be downgraded, Bedford or Milton Keynes? I don't think either should be downgraded. I don't accept the 
assumptions behind this review at the moment, and my call at this very precise time is that the review has got to come clean and start telling us exactly what they're Andrew, doing. It's a, it's a, it's a, with the greatest of respect, it's a very simple thing to say that neither hospital should uh, receive cuts mm. when you are the prospective parliamentary candidate. When people are in power, they do have to make these decisions. One of these hospitals will be cut significantly. Which one do you think it should be? Absolutely. Well, guess what? I'm not. It shouldn't be Milton Keynes because that's where I live. Okay. But I, I don't so want to be leave Bedford. people to Bedford high and dry either. Okay. But you would you would prefer it if it were Bedford that were cut over Milton Keynes? I'd prefer if it wasn't Milton Keynes at the very least. Okay. Uh, it, it's not a huge surprise, is it? Because a, a downgrade of one or the other was suggested in, in in most of the fourteen options that we saw. If we read it correctly, it was quite confusing. Uh. That's absolutely right. We've seemed to have, uh, we've gone from 30 options down to 14 options. We're now being told on the Milton Keynes side of this review, it's down to three options. uh, And at least two of those could see significant services reduced in either Milton Keynes or Bedford. Finally, Andrew, Jeannie Ablett was uh, Chief Officer of Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group, uh, who's led the CCG since its formation two years ago. Uh, uh, She's resigned with immediate effect. What do you read into that? I, I don't think some of the changes at the top of the CCG are really helpful at all. This is a, a hugely important time for the health service in Milton Keynes and Bedford, and we need some consistency uh, behind this. This review is costing at least £3 million. They've got to do it well, and they've got to do it right. And I'm not sure personnel changes will help that. Andrew, thank you for your time this morning. Andrew Pakes, the Labour prospective parliamentary candidate in Milton Keynes South, 08459. You know the rest. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the M11 London bound between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow, the road is closed after some chemicals were spilt onto the road after a lorry tipped over yesterday evening. Recovery work is still ongoing there and the official diversion is to take the A414, A10 and A120. So there will be extra traffic today around the London bound A10, especially in Standon, Ware and Chesant. Ongoing closures on the A1M at Junction 7. The northbound carriageway has the entry slip road with the southbound carriageway exit slip road closed. Diversion signs are up to leave at Junction 8 instead. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 16. It's Friday the 4th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals could be lost as part of a major review of health services. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And the Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which organises Luton Carnival. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing, like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, usually I don't do this, but, uh... 
Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field, so baby, give me that and let me get you that. Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Why they say I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Now it's like murder, she rolled. Once I get you out them clothes, privacy's on the door. But still, they can hear you screaming more. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that. Let me get that. Running her hands through my fro. Bouncing on 24. Why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body. Got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend. Maybe I'm about to have me some fun. Been in the stretch navigator. We got food everywhere as if the party was catered. We got fellas to my left, honeys on my right. We bring them both together. We got juking all night. Then after the show, it's the after party. Yeah. Then after the party, it's the hotel lobby. Yeah. Around about four, you gotta clear the lobby. Then yeah. take it to your room and Can I get a? Can I get a? Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Come on, why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have some fun. Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Hey, listen. I know your game. I'm not the I've boss. I'm your boss. I'm not the boss. You the boss. But now you the boss. You the boss. Respect. Respect. You the boss. Mm. Oi. Ha. Ah. Oh, <sighs> good singing there, Just. Yeah, cheers, boss. No, I well, I know, I know what you've been up to, and I feel maybe I should, you know, you've, you've been a bit of a naughty boy recently. Have I? You? You've been a bit naughty. Well, what have I been doing? We'll find out, no doubt, during the course of the show, shall we, Justin Dini? Okay. Okay. I'm scared. Yeah, you should be scared. (laughs) Now, thousands of metalheads are heading for Hertfordshire this weekend as Nebworth hosts another Sonisphere hard rock festival. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Road closures are already in place at Junction 7 of the A1M. It's not a motorway ahead of the three-day event, which starts with a performance by The Prodigy tonight. Iron Maiden play tomorrow, with Metallica rounding things off on Sunday. I've seen Iron Maiden in concert, Justin, and boy, oh boy, those guys put on a pretty strong rock and roll concert. They are loud, aren't they? Run to the...
heels run for your life. Very good. Yeah. In actual fact, I hear you're at the festival this weekend. Yeah. More to come on that very soon. More to come on that. Our head-banging correspondent, Justin Dealey, is party on, dude. Swing. How big is this festival for Stevenage, Justin? Put it in, try and put it into perspective yes. for us. Um, it's massive. Um, it's the 40th anniversary of concerts at Nebworth. Of course, uh, the A to Z of music have played at Nebworth over the years. Uh, 40,000 people expected in Stevenage this weekend. Uh, the progeny there here this evening. Iron Maiden tomorrow with Chaz and Dave. What? And Yeah, Chaz and Dave, they're going to be there as well. Wowzers. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Metallica on Sunday. It's absolutely huge. It's um, uh, the first event at Nebworth for, what, three years? So people thoroughly looking forward to it, Ian. You've been speaking to some of the festi- festival goes, haven't you, you naughty, naughty boy? <laughs> hey, I have. Naughty, uh, naughty, Justin! <laughs> uh, the first campers arrived yesterday. Good for them, good for them. Just after 10 o'clock in the morning. That's great. Uh, yeah, some of them very, very strange, but there you go. So wow. um, what we did, we spoke to them about uh, the bands they're looking forward to. And you know people that go to these concerts, they try and be all cool, don't they? Don't they? Oh, don't yeah, they just? Yeah. Don't they just? They think they know it all when it comes to oh. up-and-coming bands. So so I slipped in a fake band. Oh. Ian Lee and the Flares. Oh, Justin. And I tried to see if they would go along with it. So I spoke to campers yesterday in the sunshine. Ian, here's what happened. I got some booze, some matching tents and uh, chairs, some bags, some clothes, uh, some underwear, hopefully. Yeah, great attitude, yeah. rock and roll attitude, yeah. Are you ready for it? Hell yeah! Big old Sarsfield! Whoa! Wow, okay. Who are you looking forward to seeing in particular? Uh, Metallica, Iron Maiden, uh, Baby Metal. Baby Metal. Yeah. Uh, and just for a laugh, Chaz and Dave. Definitely the Prodigy. Yeah? They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of talk as well about uh, Ian Lee and the Flares talking to these guys over here. Are you looking forward to, to seeing them? Might you go and pop along to, to see Ian and co on Sunday? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, what are you hearing about? I mean, everyone seems to be talking about this band, Ian Lee and the Flares. Are you hearing good vibes about them as well? Um, yeah, yeah, seems to be pretty good. Yeah. But... Well, listen, have a fantastic weekend. <laughs> Thank Take you. care. Thank Cheers. you, bye. Guys, where have you travelled from to be here today? Reading. Reading, and you? Reading. Yeah, and I presume Reading as well? Oh, yeah. Great Reading stuff. Well. Right, guys, who are you looking forward to in particular? Slayer! Well, who are they? Slayer. Of course. Tell me who Slayer are. Slayer? That's enough said. Do you know who Slayer is? No. Now, you are Ginger, so you have got an umbrella on your head already in the sunshine. You need to, to protect yourself this weekend, don't you? Thank you for noticing. Yes, well, it's pretty obvious you've got an umbrella on your head, to be fair. So who are you looking forward to in particular yourself? Devin. What? Who? Devin Townsend. Hey, Townsend. What? No. Now, you guys have travelled from West Sussex. How many toilet rolls do you need for this weekend? Approximately 18. 18. Wow, you've done your research. So, who are you looking forward to? Metallica, Maiden, Prodigy... Slayer, Anthrax. A lot of people I've spoken to that, that have just arrived, yeah. the campers, obviously talking about the main bands you're talking yeah. about, but um, so many others are going to be here as well. Ian Lee and the Flares, one that's been talked about. A band you might pop along to see on Sunday, do you think? Maybe, uh, if I can get, you know, depending on what the schedule's like and whether I can... Uh or I can get get there, I'm sure. Whether I'm in some sort of state to get there, yeah. <laughs> the good thing is, though, so many up-and-coming bands, they're really being talked yeah. about as the next big thing. So if you turn up here next year, yeah, they could maybe. be the main headline, yeah. couldn't they? Takes a bit of a while for, you know, maybe they'll be like on the second stage or something, but I'm looking forward to seeing loads of new bands that I like. Slayer! <laughs> 
Who? Who are they? <laughs> Slayer. Yeah, I know. Who? Slayer are a big band. <laughs> are they? Yeah, they are a big band, unfortunately. Where's Engelbert when you need him? Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, Justin. Are you, mm. are you planning on, on uh, going along for this? Uh, no. Oh. It will have oh, it will have a, an impact on traffic, won't it? Absolutely. Um, Junction he said 7. He sounded like a boring old yeah. fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, traffic's going to be busy oh, this weekend. Oh, traffic's going to be busy oh, all these long weirdos. <laughs> uh, Junction 7 of the A1, the entry slip road is closed northbound. Uh, as for the southbound carriageway, uh, the exit slip road is closed there as well. Uh, those will reopen on Monday afternoon. 40,000 people expected in. It's going to be busy. So the roads in and around Nebworth uh, expects plenty of delays uh, from today and throughout the weekend, unfortunately. While you're talking about this, Justin, I'm ordering a Crosby, Stills, Nash, Nash and Young and a Monty Python box set from oh, Amazon. Now that is class. That is class. Yes. What, what advice are the police giving to people? Well, what they're saying is, I mean, I mean, the main thing, talking about being naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Uh, yes, um, they are saying, we do not want people's lives to be ruined by the dangers of drugs no. at the festival this weekend. Um, They're going to have amnesty bins at um, the entrances uh, to the festival uh, for drugs. So so if you turn up and you want to give your drugs away... I'll man the amnesty bins, guys! (laughs) I'll man the amnesty bins! Here's the bin. Okay, put it in the bin as if that's going to happen. But um, uh, the sale of so-called legal highs are also banned at the Sonosphere Festival. Uh, If reports of any sales are received, security stewards and the police, they will take action. Okay, Justin, Excellent stuff. Well, one uh, act that won't be performing at Sonosphere this week is uh, Marvin Gaye. Unfortunately, he was uh, blasted to death by his father in the early mm. 80s. Very true. But we can hear one of the songs he recorded. Justin, thanks very much for your report. Thanks, boss.
For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've got ongoing closures on the slip roads on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage for Sonosphere Festival, so do expect it to be busier than usual through that area. On the speed sensors of the A1M southbound, already looking heavier than normal as you approach the M25. So this may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow after some chemicals have been spilt onto the road. Uh, the official diversion... Uh, Alice, Alice. Oh, yes. It, it was glue. It was glue, yes. It's yeah. lots of different things. Well, it sounds... I, I, was anyone injured? No, good. Well, it sounds like the beginning to a joke. A lorry load of glue has spilled all over the motorway. <laughs> I don't know what the punchline is. I guess it hasn't finished yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. What? Well, it's, the punchline but is... Glue, but the... what's glue got to do with finishing? Because the joke isn't over yet. It hasn't been completely cleaned up. Wow, you're taking this to really surreal <laughs> levels. Alice, continue. Um, it's closed, so between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. Recovery work is still ongoing and the official diversion is via the A414, A10 and A120. So there will definitely be extra traffic in Standon, Ware and Chesham this morning on the A10. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Come on, guys. A lorry load of glue has spilled all over the motorway. It's a sticky situation. Police are getting stuck in. Come on, guys. What's the punchline? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals could be lost as part of a major review of health services. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And the Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which organises Luton Carnival. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at 10 o'clock this morning and Hamilton has been taking inspiration from his Stevenage roots. I drove around the old streets in Stevenage, went past my old house that started in, and it's like 10 o'clock last night and I went back to the park where I used to play as a kid and just remembered I stood in the field at the top of Pear Tree Park and the football pitch and I remember my last game there as a kid playing for Bedwell Rangers. The World Cup quarterfinals get underway today with France versus Germany at five and Brazil versus Colombia at nine. Watford striker Troy Deeney is being linked with newly promoted Burnley managed by former Hornets boss Sean Dyche. One bid has reportedly been turned down although Watford have made no official comment. Milton Keynes Dons midfielder Ben Reeves has signed a new two-year contract. Manager Cole Robinson says it's excellent news. It's great news for the football club obviously because it 
it's a it's a new contract that that keeps him here for two more years. Um, obviously, I knew we, we we took up the option, but I wasn't going to let Ben Reeves' contract run out. Um, I think it's a great business by us as a football club. It shows tremendous foresight and planning. The men's semi-finals take place at Wimbledon today. Novak Djokovic faces Grigor Dimitrov, the man who knocked out Andy Murray, and Roger Federer is up against Milos Raonic. Meanwhile, 18-year-old Josh Sapswell from Flitwick is the last remaining Brit in the women in the Wimbledon junior singles. He's in quarter-final action today. Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis, the man who beat him in a brutal world title fight at Wembley in 2007. Earl hasn't fought since 2009. Robert Smith is from the British Boxing Board of Control. Graham has, hasn't boxed for a number of years. Even when he was boxing, he was inactive. And, you know, they did box before. They did put up a great fight. But ultimately, he lost, you know. And um, he wasn't good enough at that point, which was in 2007. And we don't actually see what he's done in the meantime to make him good enough now. And in golf, there are three joint leaders at the Ladies' European Masters at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club on five under par. Woburn-based Charlie Hull is two under after a first-round 70 with Bedford's Holly Aitchison seven over par. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So... I hope no one's been injured in this situation. I can't speak. I hope no one's been injured in this situation. But a lorry load of glue has has spilled all over the motorway. Why are people not jumping up to come up with a punchline? Vivian on Twitter, because they're stuck in the middle with YooHoo. Oh, yeah. Mm. You see, that's our opening gambit. Can anyone? Can anyone deliver something better than that, guys? It's a joke. It's a it's a joke. Waiting for, waiting for a punchline to be delivered to its front door, like someone waiting for a parcel from Amazon. I didn't order... They the just cr- slap it through now. They, they don't do. even knock. They don't even knock. I didn't order the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young and the Monty Python box sets. I decided, I decided why? against it. Why, why the restraint all of a sudden? Oh, man, it's a lot of cash. It's a lot of dough, man. And I'm um, just trying to save some bread, you know. Catherine has joined me in my studio. Yes. What have you found in the newspaper? Well, on the front page of The Sun and uh, some of the other papers inside, oh, there's, a t- there's naughty. talk of naughty going on in Magaluf like it's news. Very um, naughty. I, I think most people know the other name for Magaluf. What's the, what's the story? Bearing in mind we've got young ears listening. Well, it's the things that some people will do to win, to win a prize, well, however this? small the amount that the prize is worth. What's this young lady done to win a prize then? She has been, um, well, according to The Sun, actually doing... According to every fibre of my being that knows what goes on in Magaluf, probably simulating a number of uh, rude things. She's been a naughty, naughty girl. Um, that's not new. That's been going on for years. Now, the only new thing is that they've gone down to Carver. It used to be, uh, used to be vodka. She performed acts, according to the newspapers, acts. And on it's been videoed and it's disgusting, according to the newspapers. Men, who've checked for us? 28 men for a bottle of Carver. Now, it's been videoed. Let's just say I looked very hard this morning as I walked into work. <laughs> I'm a tough guy. But then when I came into work, I spent a long time looking online for this video. I can't find it nowhere. No. I, I don't think it exists. And actually, the further you go into the newspaper, the more you realise that actually she's probably the victim in this. They said she'd win a holiday. It turned out to be the name of a cocktail. I... Never been in one of those holidays where um, there are tarty girls and horrible drunk men. I've walked past bars where it's going on. I I have as well. I told you about when uh, we we go to Zakynthos. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Um, And there's a horrible touristy bit. Hmm? 
lagging ass. Lagging ass. Uh, I, I can't go this, this year. The boys are going to go on holiday without me for the first time. I'm devastated. Anyway. They're going to lagging ass. They're going to lagging ass. Uh, and we walk, well, every year we kind of walk up there just to look at the horrible drunk tarty girls and horrible, uh, horrible men puking up in the streets. <clears throat> and we walked past the bar and we saw an Elvis impersonator. And I said, oh, let's just go in. Let's have a drink. Let's watch an Elvis impersonator for 20 minutes. It'd be a laugh. And uh, as we opened the door, well, I've just realised I, I have to sense this story really, really strongly. As we opened the door, Elvis was singing The Wonder of You. Thank you. For and he said, um, I don't think I can make this work without losing my job. If you're not singing, if you're not singing, you're a bleeping bleep. That's as <gasps> much as I can rude. go into. <gasps> That's <laughs> just told Kelly off air what it was that Elvis Presley wow. said. Wow, he, he just dropped that one in. If you're if not just... singing, you're a bleeping bleep. I think everybody <laughs> sing along might have done. We closed the door and walked out immediately. We weren't sticking around uh, for that. Uh, shall we play a record? We can. Or you can talk. Just realise there's nothing in the papers. There's this I thought it was quite interesting. Oh, yeah, go on, Kath. You know um, Newcastle United owner Michael Ashley? No, of course I don't. He's known as Mike Ashley, that's probably why. Oh, I'm right, being, yeah, I'm being deliberately I posh. He's found love again, guess what, with the woman he divorced right. 11 years ago. Here we go. Have you ever fallen in love with the woman you divorced 11 years ago? Call me now. Second time around, call he me now. Called, oh, you've summed it up in a neat little... Uh, yeah. I don't think it's possible. I think if it got so bad that you had to divorce... Mm. The thing is, every time I've split up with a girl, a year later, almost to the day, my mind's got to wondering where they are and what they're doing. Is it really? And thinking, hmm, they were hot. And then sometimes I've got back together with those girls a year later. And within within days, you go, I know exactly why we split up! Exactly, because it's it's the... It's the... Go on. It's the memory of them the that memory. you uh, like, and you only remember the good bits. Yeah. Although... Maybe not in my case. There's a good reason why I don't speak to a number of my exes. I don't. Are you okay? Well, let's do. Uh, I just don't. Gone, it's not that we don't. We fall out. We just don't speak again. What's What's the phone in? Gone back for seconds. Is that it? Second time around. I was. Oh, gonna second say. time around. It's going to be slightly more romantic. Se- about it. Have you gone back for seconds the second time around? That'll make it a fourth. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and then maybe if you've been the div and you can sort yourself out, maybe second time yep. round's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe if it just didn't work, it just didn't work. Yeah. Because it won't. Yeah, that's correct. Keep talking, because I did have another phone in there and I've forgotten it. Keep talking. And the phone number is 08459 I had a really good phone in there. I'm very tired. I apologise in advance. Um, I went to see Monty Python last night. I'm not apologising yeah. for that. So tell me about it then. Uh, but I, Well, I got, I got home at half past 12. Yeah. I fell asleep at one. I was tell at, me the interesting part. I was up at four? Sta- no, when they were on stage. Uh, they were funny. Good.
something I've never noticed before. On the Daily Express, at the top, the world's greatest newspaper, it says. Oh, OK, OK, guys, if you want to buy into that. Then it has the weather. Do you want to know what the weather is today? Yeah, close. Mm. Is it... Um, I, I can guess. Oh, isn't it mild? No, 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 no. What is it then? It's a little bit raunchy, the weather today. Oh. If you've got children, put the, your fingers in their ears, if, if they're your children. For the weather? Warm and wet. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, very heavy at the moment between Junction 3 for Hatfield and the M25. That may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound, closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow because some glue has been spilt onto the road. Recovery work is still ongoing and the diversion is via the A414, A10 and A120, which is all signposted. There'll definitely be extra traffic this morning around the London bound A10 in Stand and Ware and Chesant. It's all Already causing queues on the A120 between Bishop Stortford and Stansted Airport. Also, we've got ongoing closures on the slip roads at the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage for Sonosphere Festival, so do expect it to be busier than usual there as well. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very, very much. Coming up uh, just after the news and the weather, we have an exclusive story about Sir Cliff Richard. You won't want to miss this. But right now it's 6.46. It's Friday the uh, 4th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals could be lost as part of a major review of health services. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And police are warning of delays in and around Stevenage this weekend as the Sonosphere Music Festival gets underway at Nebworth this evening. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. Another very warm day in prospect for the day today. We were certainly up in the mid-20s yesterday, maybe even a smidge higher than that today. Uh, Certainly 25, 26, uh, very much possible. We may even sneak up to 27 degrees and plenty of sunshine for the first half of the day across the three counties. But that sunshine will turn hazy late afternoon into the evening and that's because we've got some rain to move towards us. Initially fairly patchy through this evening uh, but then as we go through the night, by tomorrow morning it becomes heavier. We'll start with that heavier rain first thing tomorrow morning, but as we go through the morning, it starts to clear away. And then we're left with showers for the afternoon and a much fresher feel with a top temperature of 22 Celsius for tomorrow in the best of any drier, brighter weather. And then the risk of some showers on Sunday, but a lot of places will stay dry and continuing with that fresher feel to the weather. So another very, very warm day, if not hot day, through the day today. And that's the peak of the temperature, so it's cooler and fresher through the weekend. Sounds warm and wet to me. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias. It's that time of year when the best in bloom comes to the RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. And on Tuesday, I'll be there in the thick of it all. That's salvia hotlips, which of course is a nice name for a plant as well. As you know, my fingers aren't all that green, but I'll chat to local gardeners and experts to give me all the tips I could possibly need. If you don't have any soil to plant into, you can get yourself some decent-sized pots. We'll look at the history of the flower show, and I'll make it feel just like you were there. Nick Coffer. Live from the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, Tuesday from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
uh, the punchlines are coming in thick and fast. For that, it's not, and it's, it's a serious situation. It's a serious situation that uh, a lorry load of glue is spilt on the motorway somewhere. Yes. Uh, um, we've had uh, because they're stuck in the middle. Why is no one doing a punchline? Because they're stuck in the middle with you. Who? And he says, police say they have nothing to go on. No, that's a different that's joke. The thing. Um, uh, you'd say something like, please say they're getting stuck in. Tim says, making jokes about it would be a little tacky. Oh. Yeah, we're getting there! What, Jake says, what Prit's done that? <laughs> Prit. Okay. Some okay. of these are going to be pretty awful. All because of some... Oh, this is good, Michael. All because of some epoxy van driver. Epoxy. Oh, I see what you did there. That's good. It's clever. Graham, basics. Police have been put in a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Short Brackland says, Highway Code says, don't stick to the middle name. Paul says, how does it smell? Uh, no. Again, I think that one's a little bit of a misfire. Now, hey. we've been wanting to break this story for a long, long time. We have. Today um, we can. And actually, we've been prompted by one of the listeners, haven't we? We have. We've had a, a, a tweet from Scott who says, are you doing the uh, the big Cliff Richard story of the day? Well, yes, we are, Catherine. We wondered what that might be. We've we checked it. this out with our lawyers, and we can. Catherine, over to you. Page six of the Daily Mail. So Cliff and Scylla still a doubles act. 40 years e- on. The, the fashions may have changed since they hit duet 45 years ago. What, what did they do together? Did they do a song together? No. He goes straight to the computer to Google. We don't even Walk put... Walk on the... by, 1969. Cliff... We need to find that. Kells, I know we'll do the BBC introducing in a second. Could you dig out... Walk on by... Cliff and Scylla. Cliff and Scylla... Scylla Black, yeah. Oh, I love her. Cliff and Scylla to walk on by. Oh, okay. If you see me walking down the You're doing Cliff. And I start to cry. Walk on by. I'll be Scylla by default. I just, I don't know how to do him. Um, well, uh, if you see me walking down the street. <laughs> I'm a bachelor boy. Right, okay, so you get the idea. The they did that in 1969. They're still friends. And there's pictures of them being still friends. I bet it's awful. What, being friends with... Scylla. <laughs> no, the song. Oh, Because right. I've never heard of that. All right, go on. Sorry, Karen. So that's, Yesterday, yeah. they arrived at the Royal Box arm-in-arm, arm, laughing and joking as they enjoyed the women's semi-finals, which oh. brings to mind a question to me. Yeah. How come they never got together? Yeah, well, it, it is... No, how come they never got together? They were both young and attractive. They were probably... I don't know when she got married, but, you know... Cause well, she, she was, her Bobby, she's been in love with her, with her Bobby for a long, long time. Yeah, but she's been on the market for ages now. He's obviously never found the right girl. I've got an idea. Here's a good one. This is a good joke. This is a good punchline. Hit me. So, a lorry load of glue has spilt all over the motorway. Yes. Why has no one done a joke about it, I ask? Lewis says, I think you're flogging a dead horse there, mate. Think about it, think about it, think about it. You make glue from horses. Oh. That's pretty horrific, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. They don't just make it out of that now, do, do they? I think they make it out of glue. Yeah. My mum used to make glue out of um, flour and water. What? Your mum used to make glue? Yeah, out of flour and water. Did Why would she make glue? Because we were poor in the 70s. Flour's expensive. No, flour was cheap compared to glue. We make it out of flour. And it wasn't really glue. How it was sticky just, was it? Well, very. Just a paste, that, isn't it? It's just, well, don't have a go at my mum. It was the 70s. She's in a wheelchair now. You having a, really having a go at the way she made glue? Yeah, about a, the way she made a glue. A pensioner in a wheelchair? <laughs> You're sick. Right. Kels, how's that song coming along? Can't find it. Yeah, I don't think it exists. No. If anyone's got it, give us a ring. Anyway, we haven't got it, but what we have got is Stina Caldergaard. 
I don't know anything about this band, uh, Kelly. Tell us a little bit about them. Well, it's not really a band. It's what? a lovely young lady. It's a lady called yeah. Stina. 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 She makes folk pop music. Flipping it. I know. Yep. Do you know what? Do you want to, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Okay. She's a classically trained singer. Yep. Cellist. Pianist. What? Self-taught guitarist. She's, a, she's got what? Pianist. Uh, cellist. Self-taught guitarist. Yeah, she does loads of stuff. Wowzers. And uh, here's her track called Call the Guard. you crave but that sparkle in your eye when you've drained the bottle dry switches off like stars in the sky when the clouds come by so why why oh why did you fall so high did you fall so high did you fall so high We are the perfect illustration Of the polar opposite Of the polar opposite Of the polar opposite of you Louder and louder it gets for the brave So take, take it all Liquor flows like rain But you hardly feel the strain And no one feels the pain More than I do It's plain to see One, two, three You will count the days You will count the days You will count the days You're free Then one, two, three You will count Of the polar opposite, of the polar opposite, of the polar opposite of you.
it's a song. You're spoiling it. I'm not, I'm not spoiling it. I may, I've actually made that better. That was good. I've made it. Br- I've made that classy. Gave that a bit of class. Hey, that's on her new EP that's out now called Be- Call the Guard. So you could um, h- uh, hook up with her and I'd love to. Get down. I'd love to hook up with her. I'm, f- I'm married, but I mean, I won't. What? Oh, you mean with the, the songs? I mean musically. Yeah, yeah, fine. That's what I meant. Yeah, fine. I mean creatively. So she's called Stina. Stina. She's from uh, Holland. <laughs> and it's a song and it's called Cod Card. Yeah? Sure. Okay, fine, fine, fine. If I wanted to hear more music like that... She's actually from Whitmansworth. Apart from going to a funeral parlour, where else could I go? <laughs> you could uh, go to... Oh, what, more music like that? BBC <laughs> introducing... Saturday nights, 8pm. With In Gary fact, Floyd. She, um, re- she was part of our summer solstice. You know, we oh. recorded lots of... Record- 24, 24 concerts and 24, 24 hours. Yes, she was good. I enjoyed that. Thank you for that, Kelly. Excellent stuff. You still here? Yeah, I was just um, listening to that music. Hey, come on. She's still alive. OK. She's, she's, she's just si- touch me, that's all. I, and I'm sorry for that. I just feel lonely. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking busy on the A1M at the moment around Junction 7 for Stevenage, where there are closures for the Sonosphere Festival on both the exit and entry slip roads. Also on the sensors, the A1M southbound queuing between Junction 3 for Hatfield and the M25. This may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. That's after some glue has been spilt onto the road and the diversion officially is to take the A414, A10 and the A1. Uh, it's already causing queues on the A120 between Bishop Stortford and Stansted Airport, so really will cause problems if you're heading to the airport today. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yep, Glossop! I am watching a silent video of Sir Cliff and Baroness Scylla singing Walk On By. I cannot hear the audio... But it looks pretty worthy, that's all I can say. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, A&E under threat at Bedford or Milton Keynes, second prisoner arrested in Aylesbury and funding cuts to Luton's Carnival Arts Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. The accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals could be lost as part of a major review of health services. The Healthcare Review states that sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long term. More from Tony Fisher. The £3.2 million review of health services was prompted by the suspension of children's services at Bedford Hospital. There are now 14 possible options for the way forward for both Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospitals. The NHS, leading the review in Bedfordshire, insists they are upgrading and not downgrading services, and in any case, Bedford has never had a 24-7 consultant-delivered A&E. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday, convicted murderer Darren 
Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station just after four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Another inmate from Spring Hill Prison was arrested in the town on Wednesday night. The Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which organises Luton Carnival. The deputy leader of Luton Borough Council, Sean Timoney, said they would consider what support they can provide. That's really, really devastating news for the Carnival Arts Centre do such great work and, you know, I was at the carnival this year, I'm at the carnival every year, it's a fantastic event. I'm devastated. I'm really quite surprised as well because I was only at an event just a couple of months back with the Carnival Arts that was sponsored by the Arts Council. It, you know, just didn't seem to me that they were in, you know, in any way going to be dropping that funding, so I'm, I'm quite devastated. The entertainer Rolf Harris will be sentenced today after being convicted of 12 sex charges and Andy Coulson, the former editor of the News of the World who went on to be David Cameron's Director of Communications will be sentenced at the Old Bailey this morning for phone hacking. Two children were taken to hospital after a coach struck a building at Woburn Safari Park yesterday afternoon. A girl with a neck injury and a boy with a cut to his head were taken to Milton Keynes Hospital. About 45 children aged six and seven were on the coach. Police are warning of delays in and around Stevenage this weekend as the Sonosphere Music Festival gets underway at Nebworth this evening. Extra trains are being laid on tomorrow and Sunday, but early road closures caused delays on the A1M yesterday. Henry Lytton Cobbold is the stately homes owner. There's going to be a bit of disruption, and for that, you know, we really um, appreciate everybody's uh, patience and forbearance with us. But I think uh, what's important to remember is that this doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. It's great for the businesses of Hertfordshire. You know, it's great for uh, for Nebworth House. Um, it keeping an old historic house going. It's great for keeping Nebworth Park going. In sport, Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at 10 o'clock this morning and Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis. Earl hasn't fought since 2009. The weather hot and sunny, maximum temperature 29 degrees Celsius, but there will be heavy rain overnight and tomorrow morning. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite quiet, but very pleasant. Attractive rural, provincial town. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. Best thing about Tring is the people. Best thing about Tring is the beautiful countryside round. Is it the people or is it the beautiful countryside? Make your minds up, guys! It's all about where you live. I love it. It'd be hard pushed to find anything better. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we're all doing a finger dance. I hope you are as well. Lots coming up on the show, including fears that A&E may go at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. Metalhead set up camp at Nebworth. And parents protest Tring school closure. Also, have you ever got back with an ex? It can't work, can it? Can it? Unless maybe you were like a massive boozer and you split up because you were a massive boozer and then you stopped being a massive boozer and cleaned up your act and you got back together again. That's the only specific scenario where I can imagine you could get back with an ex and stand a chance of making it work. And even then, I mean... Life's hard, isn't it? No, 
once you've been there, move on. Move it on up. Move somewhere else. Get out. Yes. I've remembered the point I was trying to make. Oh, yeah, go on. It's the idea of them that you miss. What? It's the idea of them. No. No. It's the idea of them that you miss if you're a girl. It's the bums that you miss if you're a boy. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? You think, there's a bloke, you think, oh, I mean, she was, uh, you know, hot potatoes. That's a phrase, isn't it? That's not the nicest description. No? Okay. My favourite description... (laughs) With eyes. (laughs) Have you heard Harry Hill's description of Tina Turner? The last two jacket potatoes in the shop... (laughs) You right, Kath? Right. I'll be all right in a minute. <laughs> you right, Kels? I don't get it. Okay, let, let mum explain it to you. Not, not your mum if you're in a car and you're on your way to school. That's, listen. If you want to take part... Yeah, yes, Kelly? Can you not just explain it? No, 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 no. Oh, wait, four, five... Y- yes, Kelly? Can I explain what I think I mean? Probably best you don't. No, probably best you don't. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the phone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly, you put your hands up. Nothing. OK, thank you very much indeed. Now, the accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes Hospital could be lost as part of a major review of health services. For a while, the clinical commissioning groups overseeing the project have been warning that finances mean there will have to be changes. But their latest report puts it in black and white. Sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long term. Two sustainables, one sentence. Well, Director of Strategy and Redesign at Bedfordshire CCG is Dr Diane Bell. Good morning to you, Doctor. Good morning. Uh, You held a briefing earlier this week. The Mayor of Bedford is seriously rattled and is telling people to sign a Save Bedford Hospital petition. Is he right to be concerned? Uh, I think, actually, the Mayor has been incredibly helpful to us by, to get this debate going. And what we're really interested in in getting this health review, healthcare review to happen is hearing what people think and understanding what people believe are the, are the right things for, for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. But we have some difficult decisions to make, and the Mayor has been incredibly helpful in getting, us, getting the message out there to understand the differences between uh, care close to home and really high-quality care as so, we move into the future. So the, the Mayor is being helpful by starting a Save Bedford Hospital? campaign. We're getting a debate going. In fact, uh, Bedfordshire CCG and Bedford Borough Council are in fact investing over £10 million together in improving the quality of primary care and social care. So actually people don't need to go to hospital any further. And it's, co- it's conversations like that about how do we make care closer to home better for people to avoid the need for hospital care in the first place. So I'm, I'm confused, Diane. Why... Did, why are you saying that the mayor's doing a good thing when he's trying... Are we in danger of losing Bedford Hospital? Is the mayor right to start a campaign saying save Bedford Hospital? We are not going to lose Bedford Hospital. What are we going to lose at Bedford Hospital? What we're looking at is well, how we cope with a population that is growing older. Uh, and actually the care of people uh, who are older is not necessarily the care that we're providing our population today. OK, so what will we lose at Bedford Hospital? Well, we're in the middle of the review and we haven't finished it yet. So okay, I so can't what... tell you. Okay, what, the, what the changes are going to be. So what, are the, what, what might we possibly lose at Bedford Hospital? What we're looking at across um, the whole of Bedfordshire is uh, improving the quality of primary care, of services in the community actually being stronger, of more care coming out of hospitals and being provided closer to where people live, and actually some really specialist care. I know you said that. I was just wondering yeah. what might we lose at Bedford Hospital specifically? What, what things might go? 
Well, I don't think we're going to lose things from Bedfordshire. We're not going to lose Oh, so we'll, we'll keep the A&E department at Bedford Hospital? We're going to keep elements of emergency care and every one of those... Will we, keep, will we keep the A&E department as it stands at Bedford Hospital? I can't tell you, Ian. We haven't finished the review yet. OK, That's Diane, Diane so I go back it. to the, the original question. It, it feels like you're being slightly obtuse. Uh, what might we lose at Bedford Hospital? Well, you, you've just said that we might lose the, some of the A&E department at Bedford Hospital. What other things might we lose there? Well, Ian, as I say, I'm not going to preempt the end of the result of the review because it's exactly the sort no. of analysis and these debates we're having. But you the can comment. Ian... You can comment on the, what the possibilities are. Yeah, so exactly. So the possibilities we're looking at are moving more things closer to where people. No, live. Diane. Diane. And we're looking at moving. Diane. Things. We're looking at specialist services as well about where the right Diane, for them too. Diane, you know you're being obtuse here. You're, I'm not being obtuse. I'm asking a very. Sp- we haven't answered. I'm asking yet. a very specific question. I'm not asking what services might be put out in the community. I'm asking what services might we lose at Bedford Hospital? There are very uh, various different options. You know what those options are. So why don't you go through some of those? What services might we lose at Bedford Hospital? OK, the sorts of things we're taking into account as we do this review is where, where how do we get best outcomes for people? Uh. So, for example, we know that when people have emergency surgery, they're really ill. And, in fact, 15% of people who have emergency surgery die within the first month after their surgery. So one of the things we're looking at is how do we make the quality of emergency surgery as good as it possibly can be and one of the things we know from that is that if you centralize emergency surgery onto sites where they do most of it you get better outcomes that's the sort of debate we're having that's the sort of information we're looking at and those are some of the decisions we'll have to make later in the year okay so uh, a and e could possibly go at bedford hospital there will be emergency care at bedford hospital in any one of the 14 options you've mentioned earlier in the program Okay, could we lose A&E at Milton Keynes Hospital? It's exactly the same situation in Milton Keynes. Both hospitals in this situation are in exactly the same boat. There will be elements of emergency care there too. You say elements, what does that mean? Well, at the the minute, A&E means a number of different things to different people. So, for example, if you have a heart attack today in Bedford, you won't be taken to either Bedford or Milton Keynes A&Es. You'll bypass them both and go straight to another centre where they're used to dealing and best dealing with heart attacks. Similarly with major trauma, you won't go to Bedford or Milton Keynes. You'll go to a major trauma centre. And, in fact, centralising things like that has been shown to save hundreds of lives. Um, and so on the stroke as well. So there are things where we don't use Bedford and Milton Keynes A&Es for those today. Um, so what would the, how would the downgrade... Maybe I'm not being clear this morning. Sorry, Diane, I've not had much sleep, so perhaps it's my fault. What would a downgrade of A&E at Bedford Hospital mean? Well, I, I don't know. I think you might have to ask the mayor that, because I'm not sure what he means by that either. Well, but you're, you're, you're director of strategy and redesign at Bedfordshire CCG, so I'm, I'm assuming that you, you know what the options are. What would a downgrade well, of A&E at Bedford exactly. Hospital possibly involve? I do know what the options are, Ian, but I don't view any of them as being a downgrade of, A&E, of Bedford Hospital. Would, it, would there be less hours... Less hours for what? A&E? Yes. A&E, no, there will be a 24-7 emergency pr- provision. There will be a 24-7 accident and emergency at Bedford Hospital. They yeah. don't even have that now. They have a 24-7 accident emergency department. What they don't have is an A&E consultant present in the department at all times. OK, so would the hours of, of uh, uh, an A&E consultant be cut at Bedford Hospital? Uh, at the minute, Ian, I don't know. That is one. Is of the that? I know that's I one of the know. options. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking for possibilities. I know you don't know definites. Yeah. So that would constitute, in I think, in the opinion of many people, a downgrade if the hours of the A and E consultant were cut. That would constitute a downgrade. It depends what the alternatives were, though. If the alternatives were you were taken to a centre which today has a 24/7 consultant presence in A and E, some people would see that as an upgrade of their care. 
because you'd be actually guaranteed to see an A&E consultant whatever time of day you went to the A&E department. And like I say, for some parts of healthcare, this is already happening. The ambulances drive past beds of A&E to go to, for things like heart attacks and major trauma. This is about quality of care for people, and we need to look at the... Well, it's about saving money, ultimately, isn't it? It's about outsourcing. It's about treating people at home as often as possible to save money. That's, that's well, what it basically comes I mean, down to, doesn't it? Well, yeah, as well as patients, we're all taxpayers. And unfortunately, there is a limited budget, and we have to live within our means. Yeah, no, our so, jobs as clinical commissioners, in fact, our duty... Is to save is money. To, ...is to improve the quality of care and improve the cost-effectiveness of that care as well. Which is we most know. important, the, 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 the cost-effectiveness or, or the quality of care? Because you have budgets and deadlines to meet, and, of course, the, the, the money is tight. We all know that. Mm. So the pressure is on you is to save money, isn't it? The pressure is on us to get the best outcomes we can for the money we have available, and we think we can do better than we can today. Because the the shape of the services we have today are for a population that isn't like... It's for a population of 20 or 30 years ago, not the population we have today, and not the population we're going to have in 10 years' time. In Milton Keynes, for example, the population aged 65 and over is going to go up by 52%. And so... That's a, that's a, that elderly population who are going to have more long-term conditions, they're going to be more frail. Our healthcare services today, whether you're in Bedford or Milton Keynes, or for that matter anywhere else in the country, are not cut out to deliver the care they deserve. And that's my job, to give people the care they deserve. Milton Keynes uh, seems to be the favourite to retain or take over services because of the growing population. But there's a report, isn't there, from MPs out today into the effectiveness of the health regulator monitor, uh, saying it needs to get better at identifying NHS trusts which are at risk of failure Milton Keynes is highlighted as struggling financially and in terms of governance would would that make any difference? Well it's very interesting you say that, I know in the uh, news report at the top of the hour you said the reason for doing this review was because of the paediatric situation in Bedford, well that's only partly true, in fact Monitor are very heavily involved in this review and are in fact funding it because of their concerns about Milton Keynes Hospital and because of their wish to find a viable future for it and safe and high quality services for the people of Milton Keynes. And similarly, the equivalent regulator for Bedford Hospital, called the NHS Trust um, Development Authority, has exactly the same concerns about Bedford Hospital. So actually we're all in this together, the regulators, the local commissioners, um, NHS England, we're doing this review together to solve a number of problems that we have today and problems we know we're going to have in the future if we don't do something about it. How much does a review like this cost? Well, this review costs just over £3 million, but I want, to, I want to put that in context. Okay. In the course of the next 10 years, in Bedfordshire alone, we will spend over £5 billion on healthcare. So this review is investing £3 million to plan ahead for the better spending of £5 billion. When are we going to get uh, the results of this review? It keeps getting put back and back, doesn't it? Well, no, it doesn't, really. We've always promised there will be a report from, report from the review in the summer, and we still will be. That, that's what, still on track. What, so what, what's the date? The summer's um, quite a vague... It's a season. It is a season, yes. Um, well, we've always said the summer. Uh, we're on track to have the report uh, pr- ready to pre- presentation to the Clinical Commissioning Group Governing Body in August. OK, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Dr Diane Bell there, who is the Director of Strategy and Redesign at Bedfordshire CCG. If you want to have your say on that, 08459 555555. Are you worried about the uh, impact it might have... On your local hospital. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are ongoing closures on the slip roads on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage for Sonosphere Festival. So do expect it to be busier than usual around the area and it definitely was yesterday. Also got problems on the A1M southbound. Queues between Junction 4 for Hatfield and the M25. This may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. The official diversion is going via the A120 in Puckeridge on the A10 towards Harlow and then on the A414. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. I enjoyed that with Diane. It, it does frustrate you, me, though, when I ask a question, a very simple question, what things will be going, and it's answered with what new things will be appearing elsewhere. It was a simple question, isn't it, guys? 7.17, it's uh, Friday the 4th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Accident and Emergency Department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals could be downgraded as part of a major review of health services. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And police are warning of delays in and around Stevenage this weekend as the Sonisphere Music Festival gets underway at Nebworth this evening. We'll hear more about that from Justin Daly very shortly. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Spend your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks. It's an amazing venue. If you haven't been to Amstel Park, get along. It's absolutely beautiful. Discussing the biggest stories. In terms of our people, we've invested £5 million to recruit new nurses. In the company of friends. Howard Berry and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week? I went to the Happy Days. And debating the week's hottest topics. The biggest problem is, is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy to catch people who park illegally is to be banned. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Rat fans! A stately home in Hertfordshire will be rocked this weekend by the sound of heavy metal. Is this written by my mum? Is this, is this written? But did you write this, Catherine? No, this is the one I didn't change. Who wrote this? He said modify Catherine Boyle. No, well, only because I've had to put an extra guest in who's uh, not phoned in yet. Who wrote this? My granddad. I think it might have been Tony Fisher. Oh, yeah, my granddad. Uh, listen to this. A stately home in Hertfordshire will be rocked this weekend by the sound of heavy metal. Come on, Fisher. Come on, Fish. Nebworth is going to rock, baby. That's what you want, something like that. That's what you want. Nebworth is hosting the three-day Sonosphere event and closures have already been put in place on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage. Hopefully, we'll be speaking to the police shortly to find out exactly how that may have an opinion... Sorry, what? I can't hear you because... Okay. Oh, well, then we can go to the police now. Thank you, Superintendent Sue Jamieson from Hertfordshire Police joins me now. Morning, Sue. Good morning. Sue, are you, are you, have you got your tickets? Are you all set? Are you ready for a little bit of headbanging? <laughs> Not for me, but uh, I am attending today uh, oh. as part of the policing response. When you do a gig like this, do you, get, do you have to wear earplugs and stuff? Well, personally, I'm uh, away from that. Okay, uh, right, you don't so get no. to listen to that nonsense. Okay, how are the police preparing for this? What, what, what's, what's the plan? 
Uh, in relation to the traffic, yeah. we've been working uh, with our partners, uh, the highway agency, for quite some time now to prepare for the event. As with an event this size, we can expect some delays in that area, and I would thank uh, drivers for their patience. There's lots of signage up this year. Please look out for the signs, take notice of them, and we'll be uh, good with the diversions. <clears throat> uh, do we know how many people we're expecting there this weekend? Probably up to uh, 15,000, could get more. Uh, yes, it's a big event, yeah. big event. Uh, Sue, so I see that the police are putting out a drug amnesty bin. Are you serious? There will be a drug amnesty bin uh, around the entrance of that. We want people to, to be safe. There is also a search facility, a search city up there, where people will be searched going into that, and we will deal with any drugs found in an appropriate manner. But no one's really going to put their, their drugs in an amnesty bin. A, they're not going to want to get rid of their stash, and B, they'll be worried that if they get spotted, you know, putting, uh, I don't know what the drugs are these days, but putting, so, you know, a little file of something in the bin, they'll be busted. I can actually reassure you that uh, this is uh, this has taken place, not only at Sonisphere, but different festivals Does around the work? nation. And it is successful, really? yes. Yes. And what happens to the stash afterwards? It is uh, taken into police possession and disposed. Okay, well, well good for them. Uh, are, are you, are you, have you been to Sonosphere before? Have you policed Sonosphere yourself, personally, Sue? Yes, I have. I've uh, done it for the last uh, two years, so this will be my third. And, and how has it been the last couple of years? The, the, the metalheads tend not to cause that much trouble, do they? Well, I wouldn't call them metalheads. It's uh, festival goers. There are a wide range of people, from the very young uh, to uh, more mature people like myself. Mm. And uh, you know, we want people to go there and enjoy themselves, and the majority of people do. Yeah. But as always, with uh, people attending festivals, some do go to purely commit crime. And we do have a policing presence and working with the promoters in order to reduce that. So, what kind of music are you into? What what would what would excite you if you were policing it? Well, I think that's uh, personal to oh, me. Okay. But, uh, it's a top secret. Something more like Chill Fest that's going on is uh, more my era, really, in the 80s. There we go. The 80s, Sue. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, a little bit of the 80s. Um, well, if you're going this weekend, do give us a call. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, 08459-455-555. Our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been speaking to the stately home's owner, Henry Lytton-Cobbold. Um, I'm really looking forward to The Prodigy on Friday um, and um, the Iron Maiden uh, flyby. Uh, um, Bruce Dickinson is actually bringing his World War I biplane on, sa- uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon. I mean, it's very bulldog drumming, doesn't it, to yeah. sort of step out of your uh, your Fokker biplane and, uh, and yeah. straight onto the stage and uh, and perform in front of 40,000 people is amazing. You haven't had a gig here for a couple of years now, so you must be extra excited about this weekend. We're thrilled to have Sonosphere back. You know, they, they, they did uh, 09 to 11, three great uh, events with us, and this is their fourth. We're thrilled to have them back. Hope it uh, continues on into this decade as well. Yeah, they're keeping the great Nebworth uh, legend alive. It's the 40th anniversary. We've seen some of the exhibition here, uh, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, what's your memories of the first ever concert here back in 1974 for the Allman Brothers. Can you remember? You know, I do remember. I was 12 years old and what I remember is being given a really beautiful leather Moroccan hat 
Um, <laughs> and standing in the back row feeling very proud of myself with this beautiful leather Moroccan hat. Yeah. I mean, that was about it for a 12-year-old, but yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it at the time. And yeah, I suppose I'm in a bit of a unique position, having literally been to every single one of these concerts. I, I missed one. Uh, which, which one was that? <laughs> I missed 75, um, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd doing Dark Side of the Moon, which, <gasps> which of course my father delights in telling me was the absolute best of all of them. <laughs> Typical. Uh, best concert ever, ever. The only one I'm not here for. But actually, but to have been here right the way since the um, you know since the beginning in 74 when I was 12 years old and uh, boy that hang on I'm telling you how old I am now aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just so much fun to see them still you know thriving in uh, in this decade you know that's what four decades later that's fantastic isn't it you must have a few spare bedrooms here uh, did a band stay here have they ever stayed here it used to happen in the old days um, um, we had the Rolling Stones staying over in uh, 76 and um, yeah that was a funny a fun weekend I do remember that uh, <clears throat> Um, and, um, yeah, of course, the story that's, uh, uh, that's fun to tell now is that uh, Jagger left his underpants at the bottom of uh, the Queen Elizabeth bed that he was sleeping in. And, um, and uh, they were put straight in the safe and have been there ever since. I think they're they pos- are still in your safe? They're still in our safe. I think they're possibly the most valuable heirloom that we have now yeah. at Nebworth House. Um, and we, we thought we might get them out for this exhibition during the summer. Were they in a clean condition? Uh, well, they're now in a glass case, so I think they're, they're sealed. They're sealed tight. Uh, we did, um, we did have to ask Paul Linda, uh, you know, who, who does a great job cleaning the house, um, if she wouldn't mind wiping down the front of Mick Jagger's underpants, <laughs> by which we meant the glass in front of them, not the actual underpants. Oh, fantastic memories. And uh, a final word on the traffic. I'm late this morning, Henry, because of the traffic situation. You've got 40,000 people coming here over the weekend. It's a huge event, but you're doing things slightly different with the traffic this year, aren't you? Um, we, we work very hard on the traffic. We always have. Um, um, you know, every year we try and get it better and better and better. I mean, the fact is, is that um, you know, when you've got that many people coming to a single field in the countryside, there's going to be a bit of disruption. And for that, you know, we really um, appreciate everybody's uh, patience and forbearance with us. But I think uh, what's important to remember is that this doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. It's great for the businesses of Hertfordshire. You know, it's great for, uh, for Nebworth House, um, keeping an old historic house going. It's great for keeping Nebworth Park going. It's important, uh, I think, that we do these sorts of events. So if, if I thank everybody for their patience if mm. they do have problems with traffic this weekend. But, um, but I think these events, you know, should go ahead. I think they are important events culturally. And, mm. uh, yeah, you know, Nebworth has now got this great legacy with all these fantastic concerts uh, behind it. And, uh, yeah, we need to keep that going. You know, this has put Nebworth and Nebworth Park on the map uh, worldwide. That's Justin Dealey speaking to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the owner of Nebworth, Henry Litton Cobbold. I've never been to a concert at Nebworth. I was supposed to go to one in 1989. McCartney is, was playing there and Clapton was playing there. I was going to go with a bloke called Rod. I bought the tickets. I didn't go in the end. Uh, and then uh, a couple of years later, he beat me up. Oh. Not connected. Not connected. I- I've been. My mum and dad when I was a kid. What did you go and say? Genesis. Yay! She seems to have an invisible touch. touch. Yeah! She did. That's I've good. Been it to was good. Sphere. Yeah, okay. What, Twice. What, okay. So what else? What, was it just Genesis on? It was Genesis. I can't dance. I can't. But there were some. There was like two obvious um, divisions between the people who had gone there oh. because they knew Genesis. Oh yeah. And people who'd gone there because well I don't know why they they were playing this song. Do you remember um, Rhythm Is a Dancer? Rhythm Is a Dancer. That one. They were playing that in the warm up, and there was a bloke in front of us. And then bearing in mind I was fourteen and standing with my dad. Yeah. Oh gosh. There was a bloke in front of us who obviously was quite happy about something. Oh, yeah. And he turned around and he was doing quite lewd moves in my direction. <laughs> While I'm standing next to my dad and looking very 14. 
What were you thinking? I'm not entirely sure. Well, I did think, oh, dear me, he's had too many pops. <laughs> I don't think it was pops. You've been Why to... would you do that at Genesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you've got to get somewhere for getting through that tedious music. <laughs> Maybe that's it. And if it's chemically enhanced, well, they didn't have drug amnesty bins back in those days. Yeah. We've had a tweet from someone saying they're going to set up a drug amnesty bin outside their front door. Don't do that, please. No, if, it wor- if it works, if it stops people doing naughty things, then, then good for them. I don't think it's called an amnesty bin when it's outside your front house. I think it's called a stash. <laughs> Kelly, you, uh, you've been to Sonosphere. Who did you see? Um, the first year I saw Alice Cooper. Yeah, um... He came out in a wheelchair. And we were all like, uh-oh. Well, uh-oh. He's quite... And then he stood up. Yeah, he was, oh, he was, was pretending to be disabled. Yes. Or as they say in America, still handicapped. He played schools out that? twice. Oh. I don't know if he knew. I think he forgot that he did it the first time round. I, OK, here's something we can do. We won't get any phone calls in it, but what's, what's the problem? Uh, uh, people you've seen in concert, let me... Who have... Made an entrance. No, people you've seen in concert who've... I'm trying... I, you see if you can work this into... You're good at this, Catherine. Kelly saw Alice Cooper, he played Schools Out twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't know. I saw Glenn Campbell in concert and he didn't play Wichita Line Man. <gasps> and I met him afterwards and said, Glenn, why don't you play Wichita Line Man? Oh, I forgot. He smelt a bit of booze. I suspect, I suspect it was in the dark old days. So how do we turn that into a phone-in? Mm. People you've seen in concert. Who didn't do what you thought they would. Call me or, now. Or did it twice. Hi, John. Yeah. Double bubble or no hits trouble. <laughs> hey, she did it! Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've got ongoing closures on the slip roads on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage for Sonosphere Festival, so do expect it to be busier than usual around there. Southbound carriageway already looking very heavy as you go through the junction. The southbound A1M also queuing between Junction 4 for Hatfield and the M25. Maybe as people divert away from the M11 London bound, um, between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow, it has been closed, but they're about to reopen one lane. That's because some glue has been spilt onto the road after a lorry tipped over yesterday evening. On the speed sensors in Chesant, we've got queues heavier than normal on the A10 southbound between Wormley and the M25. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Health bosses are defending plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. The current healthcare review states that sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long term. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And the Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which all Organises Luton Carnival. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at 10 o'clock this morning, but teammate and championship leader Nico Rosberg may have other ideas. It's not going to be easy, of course, uh, here at home for Lewis, but uh, yeah, I'll give my best. And it's a, it's a little extra boost, you know, to have the, the crowd behind you, uh, like I had in Monaco, you know, and it's my home. And, and uh, I have the advantage of having two home races because I also have Germany coming up. It's just an extra emotional feeling, you know. 
The World Cup quarterfinals get underway today with France versus Germany at five and Brazil versus Colombia at nine. Watford striker Troy Deeney is being linked with newly promoted Burnley, managed by former Hornets boss Sean Dyche. One bid has reportedly been turned down, although Watford have made no official comment. Milton Keynes Dons midfielder Ben Reeves has signed a new two-year contract. Manager Cole Robinson says it's excellent news. The fact that Ben Reeves is willing to sign his contract is great news for us all. So I'm looking forward to working with him once again. And he's not he's he's, uh, he's got a challenge of 12, 13 goals that he's got to beat next year. Um, and if he does that, he becomes probably up, he's scored more goals than any number ten that we've had at the football club. The men's semi-finals take place at Wimbledon today. Novak Djokovic faces Grigor Dimitrov, the man who knocked out Andy Murray, and Roger Federer is up against Milos Raonic. Meanwhile, 18-year-old Josh Sapwell from Flitick is the last remaining Brit in the Wimbledon junior singles. He's in quarter-final action today. Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis, the man who beat him in a brutal world title fight at Wembley in 2007. Earl hasn't fought since 2009. Luton's former world champion Billy Schwer says he couldn't convince his friend not to fight. He's not going to be any better than he was in his last contest. We get deluded. We need looking after. We're our, we're our own worst enemies. It's dangerous in there. It's brutal. You can get permanently damaged. That's professional boxing. It is a dangerous business. And in golf, there are three joint leaders at the Ladies' European Masters at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club, all on five under par. Webbin-based Charlie Hull is two under after a round of 70, with Bedford's Holly Aitchison seven over par. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Boxer there saying that quite often boxers are their own worst enemy. That's crazy. That surely... boxer's related to me in a distant family well, way. Well, phone him up and tell him that it's surely your, your, your worst enemy when you're a boxer is the other fella that's trying to punch the nine bells out of you. Yeah, but then he stops after a while. Yeah, only, yourself home. only if your best friend, the referee, tells him to make up with you. Make up. Make friends, make friends. You're, never do it again. Uh, the, your boxer's best enemy is the other man when you're in the fight. Quite often you'll find they're good friends outside of the ring. I don't know how that works. No, they're not. Have you seen the weigh-ins? They really... Oh, the weigh-ins is... Going. Oh, it's a showbiz. It's theatricals. Hey. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. The, um, I don't know how you could be that angry when you're in your pants. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I, anyway, uh, that certainly was a lot of fun, that conversation, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know how he's related to me? Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose he's I related do. to me. He is he's my not related husband's to you. auntie's sister-in-law's brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair play. So, by marriage. Yeah, okay, nice. So, not. Maria's on the line. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Now, Maria, I need a. A light just came on. A light just came on when you spoke to me. I need a word with you, Maria. Hello? Yes. Yes. Yesterday, you phoned us up with the terrifying news that a toxic volcano was going to cause cacos. Yes. Well, it didn't. It's not come yet, has it? Well, it's not come yet. When's it going to come? Well, it's it's uh, it was on the news that yesterday on the news that there's a terrifying thing coming over here. Oh, go on. What's that? But the same as what I read. Oh, the to the, the, the toxic uh, volcano yes, causing cacos. Okay, coming. Okay, it's uh, it's terrifying. Don't be t- um, Maria. What's happening to this? I've got all the reading of the boat that oh. went down. It was three times overloaded. Oh, I read some of it. Yeah. 
When King Dayang, 52-old fisherman, slipped into the freezing water of South Korean coast last week to search the wreck of the swirl, he tried not to think about what he might find. Cold and nervous, he inched his way into the depths and was... Yes? ...soon engulfed in the blackness. Oh, dear. Then I ring down. I can't read it all. It's too no, much. No, it's very, very powerful. Paragraph beneath the waves, he felt his way along the cold steel. This is this is the um, the, the ferry that that sank. Is it just off yes, the coast of Korea? The, someone's going to have a little look. Eight hundred twenty-five ton ferry. Yeah. His mind forced on those grieving on the shore. Can I, Maria? Can I make a suggestion? Is only a suggestion. Would you like this reading sent to you? I can bring it to you. No. Don't do that. It, can I make a suggestion? Maybe you should read something a little bit more... Because I can tell that you're concerned. You're concerned about the volcano, and you're concerned about the you know this fellow that's gone under the water to, to look at the ferry and, and, and look for, for clues and things. Maybe but this man's been caught before. Caught? He's been in prison. Let me read another oh, bit. Oh. This is a sort of paragraph um, yeah. where there, there is a photograph what? of him in a bodies found in a factory. Bodies he's found a in right a factory? Sod. Excuse me. He's a what? He's a right sod. Okay. Right. Okay. So he's got. Bo- he's known to oh. be a millionaire with no face because he is. Maria, a millionaire with no shy. face? A millionaire with no face who's got bodies in a factory and has gone underwater? No, this is Yong Yo. Yong Yo. His, no, his name is Yo, and he's had four, four years in prison. If you had a friend called Yo, how tempting would it be when you saw them walking down the street to go, Yo, Yo! <laughs> Don't. Don't. Let me get on with this. Okay, I'm trying to stop it. In 1987, he was investigated yep. for his links to murder oh, and suicide oh, oh, Maria. by 33 members of the yeah. Christian cult. He was involved Good morning, guys. in the preached that word was about to end. Maria! And demanded a blind ab- ab- yes? what, obedience ma- from his, its members. A blind obedience, OK. Uh, I thought you were going to say a blind 29 singer. bodies oh. were found. OK, all right. Now listen, all right, stop. Because we've got young people listening. We don't want to pollute young people's minds with 29 bodies being found and a guy called Yo-Yo, who's a... Blo- who's a, a bear well, that's f- I'm trying to explain who it's done it. Well, but... but He's done it, all right. It, he's we, 73 years of age, established he, in, in a Baptist church. Right, OK. But, of but, career. Yeah. Maybe... 20,000 members. Maybe... Maybe you shouldn't... Do you read the newspapers every day? I look through them because I collect them for my dogs. I put them down when I go out in case they do a wee wee. But I found this. You put up, your dogs. You put you your know. dogs down just so they don't do a wee wee. Pardon? You put your dogs down every no, time you go out. Papers down. Oh, I thought you said you. Put... I collect them. People save them for me. Bless them. What dogs? No, the papers for my doggies. So if I've got to put them down when I go out shopping. Why would you put your dogs down just because you're going out shopping? That's incredibly harsh. No, no, no. Put the papers down in case they do a wee wee anywhere. Okay, well the papers on, on them. Okay, so you put the papers. I've pa- got two lots here. This is disaster reminds South Korea yes. as it has only the cloak of modernity. How many dogs you got, Maria? I don't disclose that. Sorry. What is that? Classified information? 
This is terrible. I'd like you to read it. I okay, so you, it why, don't, why don't you disclose how many dogs you've got? No, I'm not telling anybody. Why, why is... All I know is that the agents know, that's it. What agents? You never know if it's a burglary or anything else. That's what I'm scared of. Okay, well don't... So, things happening so much they today. Do. Maria, Maria, listen, this is, this is what I wanted to say to you earlier on. Maybe, maybe don't read the newspapers for a while, because it sounds like you're getting yourself all worried about things that really you should, you don't need to be worried. You don't need to be worried about this volcano. You don't need to be worried about Yo-Yo. The, the... Yes, but he's done it before, and he should be kept in prison now well, alive. Then let, let, let people... He's, he's an old man. Let, let, other, let Korea worry about Yo-Yo. You don't need to worry about Yo-Yo. Worry about your dogs doing a wee-wee. The English, you have not let me finish. The English mm. are helping with the, helping to get them, all of these dear people out of the boat. Well, let's 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 keep our fingers crossed that the English managed to to, to pull that off, Maria. Listen, I've got and some. The Americans are helping as well. Good for them. That's why it's the land of the free, Maria. Thank you very much for that. Um, uh, sorry to move on, but we've got, uh, um, you know. There, there you go. There you go, Catherine. Yeah. It's classified information how many dogs Maria has, and I can understand that. I she can... doesn't have to tell you anything. The policewoman didn't want to tell me what music she liked. Maria didn't... Ladies and gentlemen, I've got the phone in for the day. What don't you want to tell me? 08459 four double five five double five. That's genius. Don't tell me now. 08459 four double five five double five. Call me now, but don't tell me now. The police officer didn't want to reveal what music she liked. Maria didn't want to let me know how many dogs she had. 08459 four double five five double five. What don't you want to tell me now? That's up there with celebrity handkerchiefs. I don't want to tell you what John's about to say because I want him to tell you. Oh, okay. Let's go to John. Morning, John. Good morning. John, is there anything you do or don't want to tell me? Well, your last caller, you couldn't make it. You couldn't make this up, could you? It's it's like it, 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 Maria is like is like a character in an Alan Bennett play, and I say that with the greatest of respect because I'm a big fan of Alan Bennett plays. Yeah, well, seriously, you, you, you couldn't you, you couldn't make it up. Anyway, all all I wanted to say, and I've got to uh, yeah, I've got to stop laughing because I'm laughing so much. Oh, John, laughter is the worst thing you could do at this time of the day. For goodness' sake, so. it will shorten your life. I don't think so. Anyway, all I wanted to say yes, is don't. that yes, focus. Again. Focus, John. Focus. You can do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying. I'm doing my little best. Go. I'm doing my little best. Yes. All I wanted to say, Ian, was that uh, on my neighbour's uh, roof, yes, there is uh, a peacock. No, not a peacock. A peahen. Oh. Wandering about, which is a very, very large bird. Yes. And I'm assuming, well, I now know that it is a peahen. Right. Because I've checked with my neighbour who knows these things. Yes. And uh, this peahen has been in and out of his garden all week, and we're wondering, or he's wondering, if it has escaped from uh, the Woburn Safari Park. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Well, l- l- we can certainly um, investigate this. Have you lost a peahen? Call me now. No, well, we could phone up Woburn Safari Park. Do you get wild peacocks and peahens? There must be wild ones. There's one that lives... In- ah, ah, now. Ah. There is one that lives on the way to Woburn. I've seen it. A peacock. Surely, where there is a peacock, there's a peahen. Wonder if it's his uh, mate. You would, you would think so. For those of you who don't know what a peacock, this is a, this is uh, the cell. Well, I'll let Justin explain. Hang on a second. <coughs> that, my friends, is the sound 
of a peacock. So maybe we could play that to your peahen and that might um, bring her off the roof. Mm. No? Yeah, yeah, it's good trying. We'll, 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 John, listen, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll put a call in to uh, Woburn Peahen Factory and find out if they're missing one. Thank you for that. Do you, you must get wild ones, though, that just kind of go off no, track a bit. No, they're too posh. They couldn't survive in the wild. No, but they're, they're quite... Uh, Mincing around. Yes. <laughs> Effet? 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 Effet. Effet or effet, Philip? Oh, good morning, good morning, Ian. Good morning, Picture Phil. How what you got you? for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I saw Monty Python last night. Oh, well. It was flipping good, mate. Yeah, I must admit, I like the earlier ones. You know, the last the 1948 show. Yeah, and oh, you would. You would because you're boring. Yeah, I know, I know. It like, was filthy. Oh, no spoilers. It was filthy. Oh. It was rude. It was It was the Eric Idle show. But I tell you what was oh, good yeah. about it, Philip. Yes. It was really good to see Michael Palin doing comedy again. Yes, I've been a long time. Oh, you forget how funny that man is. Yeah, he's brilliant. Funny. Yes, yes, yes. I remember him. He was in set. You know, do not adjust your set. Yeah, he was, he's good. Anyway, yeah. go on. You've not, you've not called in to hear me yeah, whistle on. I, I, I saw the Beatles perform without instruments in the early 60s. Oh, put that bottle down, Philip. What a load of old well, no, tosh. No, no, no. What it was... Yes. I used to go to a radio show in Lower Regent Street, BBC. Yeah. Yeah. It was called Pop In. Oh, yeah. With Keith Fordyce. Yeah. And they used to have all the big stars from America came and were interviewed, you see, and the Beatles had just made their first record, Keith Fordyce interviewed them, and then oh. they played the record, and the Beatles decided to perform the song, mowing oh. to the song, oh. on the stage, yeah. without instruments. So you had Ringo at the back making out he got drums, yeah. and all the others, you know, made out they got their instruments. Oh, blimey. Yeah, but I, some of the things that happened on that show, we had Johnny Cash on one week. Oh, you seen Johnny he, Cash? Yeah, and he was under the weather, he nearly fell off the stage. Yeah, under the weather, I think we know what that yeah. means. And Martha Reeves arrived, and we, we did a little dance with her in Lower Regent Street. And it and it's sad what happened to oh. uh, John Lennon. Yeah. I mean, they've got the film on, haven't they? On, is it Saturday on BBC Four? What film? Hard Day's Night. Oh, is it? Uh, do you know what? I yeah. fancy a bit of Hard Day's Night, yeah, yes. Yeah. It was good, wasn't it, with Wilfrid Bray? Is it, I, I think, it, I think it, this weekend may be the 50th anniversary of A Hard Day's Night. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Actually, I, I, I did enjoy that. I didn't think I would. It's, it, it's good, The Hard Day's Night. But, Philip, always a pleasure to talk to you. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ongoing closures at the slip roads on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage for Sonosphere Festival. So do expect it to be busier than usual around that area. The southbound carriageway looking very heavy between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage at the moment. Also on the A1M southbound, queues between Junction 4 for Hatfield and the M25. Also queues on the A10 London bound from Wormley to the M25. This may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound. Uh, between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow, they are now preparing to reopen one lane through the section after a chemical spillage. The official diversion is through the a in Puckeridge, then on the A10 towards Harlow and the A414. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. Listen to this uh, this tweet we've just got, Catherine. This is good. Louise says, listening to BBC Three CR on the Ian Lee show, the news comes on. My son moans, oh no, where's Ian gone? Oh, that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? You say I'm better than the news. Unfortunately, here comes the news. 
747. It's Friday, it's July, it's the freaking weekend, baby. These are your news headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health bosses are defending plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And police will place a drugs amnesty bin at the entrance to the Sonosphere Music Festival, which gets underway at Nebworth this evening. 08459 four double five five double five. A police officer didn't want to tell me what music she liked. Maria didn't want to tell me how many dogs she has. What don't you want to tell me this morning? Let's hope that Sarah wants to tell me the weather because she's contractually obliged to and I wouldn't want to take her to court. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I mean, that is making me an offer I can't refuse. Tell us the weather, Sarah, otherwise I will sue. Uh, hey dude Uh, yeah this morning yeah hey dude (laughs) we're looking people haven't been listening they don't know what that means thanks Uh, so much dude hello (laughs) I know now I'm glad that that's on your car. Oh, it's it's so it's, it's instantly accessible any moment I need it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Uh, yes. Good morning to you. Plenty of sunshine this morning. The temperatures are rocketing up. We're at uh, 15, 16 degrees at the moment. Expecting a high once more in the mid to late 20s Celsius, somewhere between uh, 26 and possibly as high as 28 degrees. That's 82 in Fahrenheit. Uh, but we will see sunshine turning increasingly hazy through the latter part of the afternoon into the evening, and some rain to come in through the night tonight. Initially quite light and patchy, but by tomorrow morning some heavy bursts around. They'll clear away though not long after breakfast time. Uh, We'll still have some remnants of rain through a good deal of the morning. That clears to showers in the afternoon and a fresher feel to the weather. Top temperature of 21, possibly 22 degrees. And then on Sunday also uh, the risk of some showers around but a lot of dry and bright weather too. But for today, it's the peak of the temperatures in this current hot spell. Thanks very much indeed. Hello. A Copa do Mundo no Brasil. And here he comes, right footed, scores! The World Cup, the quarterfinals. Today at five, France versus Germany. Then at nine, Brazil against Colombia. Brasil 2014. Rodriguez! What a goal! In off the ball! Brazil 2014, across the BBC. Great news, football fans. Uh, This World Cup has been such a success. They're extending it for another five weeks. Another five weeks of World Cup. That news just in uh, here exclusively on the BBC. Now, this week, the big tour is in Tring. And we've been hearing how a school in the town is closing, leaving parents having to search for places for their children before term starts in September. This is despite assurances from the proprietors that Francis House would remain open until December this year. Well, Bob Mason's granddaughter is a pupil at the school at the moment. Morning to you, Bob. Were were parents and family members given no warning at all? Um, morning. Um, the the whole thing came as a complete surprise to parents, um, pupils, and teachers alike. I think, um, despite press releases that were put out uh, that all possible alternatives had been examined. Uh, the first we knew about it as parents, and well, as you correctly announced, in my case, I'm a, a grandparent. I wish I was a parent, but I'm a grandparent. You sound like a very young grandparent, Bob. <laughs> you smoothie. You've got a young voice. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> but um, on the 19th of June, I think it was, um, first we knew about it, we um, 
uh, we, we got a letter from the governors of the school explaining that the school would be closed and that it would be run through till the end of the um, um, the winter term, so into December or end of the year, if you like. Um, and that's still our belief and understanding, although there are now rumours, and I, I stress there are rumours flying around that the school will not be open <clears throat> from September onwards, in other words, after the summer. So I guess in many ways it could be a self-fulfilling proposition. You know, if, if parents are lucky enough to find somewhere else to put children, yeah. um, then there won't be any children there. Then you know what, uh, the school would close. So it can become a self-fulfilling proposition. I guess there could be a, a prospect of, of if it does continue past September through to December, that you, kids could still be going there. It could almost be a ghost school if, if a number of, number of other people have found alternatives. That is a distinct possibility, although um, I do believe uh, most, if not all, of the teachers are committed to um, to um, running the school or, or, you know, teaching yeah. at the school right the way through till Christmas. And uh, although, you know, it's a stressful time for all the parents and, and grandparents alike where, you know, th- this came with no notice. The timing was terrible. Um, you know, t- it, we'd already gone past the induction period for other schools um so you know the the induction for september in other schools is probably already closed and schools are full so we got a, we Ian, we got 120 kids at this school and 41 fantastic teachers and staff um and everybody is stressed and wondering what the hell is going to well, happen what does happen to the kids because we've done on this show so many times we've talked to parents who who can't find school places for their kids anyway because as you say schools are full so 120 k- kids where are they going to go well, that's, uh, we're trying to deal with that at the moment. You know, a bunch of the parents... Um, let, let me back up and say a few things, first of all. This is a fabulous school. The teachers at this school are amazing. Uh, the education they offer to young boys and girls in Tring is amazing. Um, I, I, I can speak personally. My, my own granddaughter, she's in the nursery section now. She's only three. Um, her performance in terms of vocabulary and alphabet and uh, just into social skills and everything has come on amazingly since she's been at this school. So the school is fantastic. We believe the school can be run profitably. Um, it's being closed down. Let's come back to the letter we got because the governors say they've examined all possible ways of trying to keep the thing open, but financially it's just not viable. Uh, myself, on behalf of the parents, uh, uh, the school disagree with that statement. We think it can be run as a going concern. In fact, we have found somebody who's come forward that is willing to buy the school and take it on from the existing governors. Oh. Yes. <clears throat> that person um, we have put in touch with the governors um, during actually this week, and we hope that conversations will continue. Um, but I have to say, the governors seem set, to be frank on selling the place to the highest bidder. Okay, so, and, so we don't... So, so there is a tiny, tiny slither of light at the end of a very, very long tunnel. Um, again, I'll ask, what, what's going to happen to the kids? If, if that school does close down, where's, where's your granddaughter going to go? Well, my daughter and, uh, and myself are looking at all of the schools around the area. Um, we can't find any space in the nursery at the moment. 
um, until January. So for us, it's really important that school stays open until December. But I stress, you know, the the objective of our little group here is to try and persuade the governors to sell this as a going concern and keep the school open. And we hope they'll see reason. Bob, listen, uh, no doubt we'll speak again uh, about this as this story progresses. But uh, Bob Mason, 08459 555 is the telephone number. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Anthony's uh, on a dust cart. Good morning, Anthony. Hello, Ian. Are you all right? Yes. Are you a bin man? Yes. Oh, I love, I love the bin men. You've got to love the bin men. Yeah, it's a good job. It's, well, a, it's a great job. Do you, do you ever find any booty, Anthony? Anything that you, uh, you want to take home? No, oh. because I'm driving food and garden waste. Oh, well, you never know. You might find a half-eaten uh, shepherd's oh, pie or che- a bit of cheesecake. Yeah. Ian, what I want to say to you is you talked a little bit earlier on the show about going to see live concerts. Yes. Well, I've been to see Jerry and the Pacemakers. Oh, right. And Brian Paul and the Tremolos. Oh, yeah, local legend. And PJ Proby, but I didn't like him. I thought he was weird. Uh, Why did you think PJ Proby was weird? I don't know. It was just the way he came. On stage, I just, I just didn't like his songs. Yep. Not for me, I'm afraid. And then I saw T Rex. Oh, uh, T-Rex. now when you hang on a minute, when you say you saw PJ Proby and all these people, well, did you see yeah. them back in the day, like in the sixties? No, they were oh. at the uh, Stevenage Gordon Craig thing. Oh, all right, that don't count. But you saw, <laughs> hang on a minute, <laughs> you, you saw T Rex. T Rex to see. Oh, I get actually, you can't just phone up and say I've seen a load of tribute bands. Well, some of them are not tribute. Hey, Anthony, I've seen Fleetwood back. <laughs> no, 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 hang on. Some of them are not tributes, like the Jerry, uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. But, it, it, but I've seen Jerry and the Pacemakers. I saw him this year with my mum. There's only Jerry in there. No, the Pacemakers are all younger than me. Oh, right, OK. But I just thought I'd tell you that I phoned up and that's who I saw. Who was the best, Anthony? We know you didn't like Proby. He was a bit weird. Who did, who did you like the best? I liked Brian Paul and the Tremolo. Local legends. And the Searchers. There we go, Anthony. Thank you very much indeed. Um, what? Uh, wait, you know, wait till you've cut him off. So we can't hear us. You're right, Kels? He's gone. <laughs> right. Um, what was that all about? Why did you just found so many scenes of bands and then one of them was T-Rex to see? Colin sent me a YouTube video. Of what? In Dunstable. He said, I'm going to send you a video I think will appeal to you. Is it that girl in Magaluf? No, it's oh. not. It's a bloke glass-blowing horses. I like a bit of glass-blowing. You don't see that I'm on TV. Yeah, OK, I'll, I'll have some of that. Like Thank it. you. Just, just going back to that phone call... Kelly, why, why did, how did Anthony get through the tough <laughs> filtering system we have here at BBC Three Counties Radio? One, he was driving a dust cart. That was free. cool. Didn't want to talk about it, though. No. Two, um, he had a, a long list of bands that he'd seen. Well, I've got a long list of bands that I've seen. I'm not going to say them, though. Yeah, but it was just hilarious the way he was listing it. But I why? Loved it. I he said, Thank, Anthony, I appreciate your call. Thank you. You've certainly filled three minutes of radio and we're going to get another minute out of me banging on about it. But <laughs> I love that we were like, oh, really? Did you, did you see them? Oh, wow, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, the Golden Craig. Oh, and the T-Rex to see. I thought you said T-Rex. I was in there. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. T-Rex Do you know what I really liked about that call? Yeah. The banging and crashing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, again, he didn't want to talk about dust carts. We've had a police officer who didn't want to tell me about the music that she liked and we've had Maria who doesn't want to tell me how many dogs that she's got. What don't you want to tell me? 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Major problems on the A1M southbound. We've got heavy queues between Junction 4 for Hatfield and the M25. Also, the A10 London bound delays from the Hoddesdon roundabout as you approach the M25. Uh, this may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound. It's closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. They're about to reopen Lane 3, though. It's after some chemicals were spilt onto the road after a lorry tipped over yesterday evening. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, have you ever seen a band? Yep. Nice one, thanks very much. I don't want to be cruel. I mean, I have no idea what that was about at all. Lots to talk about in the last hour of the show. Ever seen a band? What don't you want to tell me? Actually, when I put it like that, it's, it's, it's not a lot, is it? Really, it's pretty lame, to be honest. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, hospital plans for Bedford and Milton Keynes defended, second prisoner arrested in Aylesbury and funding cut for Luton's Carnival Arts Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. Health bosses are defending plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. The current healthcare review states that sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long term. Dr Diane Bell from the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme, other hospitals were already taking patients from both towns. If you have a heart attack today in Bedford, you won't be taken to either Bedford or Milton Keynes A&Es. You'll bypass them both and go straight to another centre where they're used to dealing and best dealing with heart attacks. Similarly with major trauma, you won't go to Bedford or Milton Keynes, you'll go to a major trauma centre. And in fact, centralising things like that has been shown to save hundreds of lives. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station just after four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Another inmate from Spring Hill Prison was arrested in the town on Wednesday night. The Arts Council has cut funding for the Luton-based UK Centre for Carnival Arts, which organises Luton Carnival. The deputy leader of Luton Borough Council, Sean Timoney, says she's not certain of the exact financial impact. We're going to have to try and work with the Carnival Arts Centre and see if there's anything the council could do. We're limited because we're restricted by funds like everybody else is, but, you know, it's a massive blow to the Carnival Arts and I hope we can find a way or they can find a way to continue running. I'm not sure if they've lost all their funding how they're going to run a carnival at all. So that's the impact. It's going to go and we've got a big centre there that they're trying to run. So, we, you know, we need to find a way to make sure that that doesn't happen and they get funding from somewhere. Rolf Harris will be sentenced this morning after being convicted of 12 charges of indecently assaulted four girls. Harris, who's 84, has been warned he could face jail. And Andy Coulson, the former editor of the News of the World, who went on to be David Cameron's director of communications, will be sentenced at the Old Bailey this morning for phone hacking. Two children were taken to hospital after a coach struck a building at Woburn Safari Park yesterday afternoon. A girl with a neck injury and a boy with a cut to his head were taken to Milton Keynes Hospital. About 45 children aged six and seven were on the coach. 
Police are warning of delays in and around Stevenage this weekend as the Sonosphere Music Festival gets underway at Nebworth this evening. There are closures at Junction 7 on the A1M, but extra trains are being laid on tomorrow and Sunday. Henry Lytton-Cobbold is the stately home's owner. There's going to be a bit of disruption. For that, you know, we really um, appreciate everybody's uh, patience and forbearance with us. But I think uh, what's important to remember is that this doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. It's great for the businesses of Hertfordshire. You know, it's great for, uh, for Nebworth House, um, keeping an old historic house going. It's great for keeping Nebworth Park going. In sport, Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at 10 o'clock this morning and Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis. Earl hasn't fought since 2009. The weather hot and sunny, maximum temperature 29 degrees Celsius, but there will be heavy rain overnight and tomorrow morning and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk UK slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Very friendly people, extremely friendly. There's a very strong sense of community. It's all about where you live. Just an easygoing feel about the place. It's got a fantastic history. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's quite an attractive, um, historic traditional market town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well done. Two things happened during that long uh, piece of music. One, Kelly punched me. Two, Catherine, you produced me. Nice one. I said talk. You didn't. You went talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Thanks. Finally, we're establishing our roles. Excellent stuff. Last hour of the show, it's Friday. We're all tired. We're all a little bit um, bedraggled, but we'll get there. And then JVS will be on at nine o'clock. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about downgrades, possible downgrades at Milton Keynes and or Bedford Hospital. We're asking you to give me a call and tell me what you don't want to tell me. We had a police officer, didn't want to tell me what music she liked. Maria didn't want to tell me how many dogs she has. Well, what don't you want to tell me? And we will talk about this in a little bit. Have you got back with your ex-wife, your ex-husband, boyfriend, girlfriend? Can that ever work? There's a story in the papers. A couple got divorced about eight years ago. Well, they're back together now. That can't, pos- that can't possibly work, can it? Eleven years. Eleven years. It'll end in tears. I wish them the best of luck. It won't work. It can't work, can it? Oh, wait for you, you, you. Yeah, exactly. Burton and Taylor, it never worked. They kept trying, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it never worked. What is it that draws some people back together? Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the accident and emergency department at either Bedford or Milton Keynes Hospital could be lost. Uh, That's um, the the big story that's going on at the moment. There is a review of uh, these hospitals as part of a major review of health services. The clinical commissioning groups for the areas have already warned us that finance dictates there'll have to be changes 
but they've been more specific in the latest healthcare review, stating that, and this, this is their sentence, and it's rather clunky, sustaining emergency surgery on both sites is not sustainable long-term. What a clunky, awkward sentence that is. Well, Dave Hodgson is the Mayor of Bedford, and he's been uh, tweeting his concerns over this. Good morning to you, Dave. You were morning, given Ian. a presentation by Bedfordshire CCG the other night. What, what, what did they say? Well, there's four basic options for Bedford, but just to correct one of the things you said, it's not either Bedford or Milton Keynes. It could be neither that has a, a, a major emergency centre. You're right there's for turning it up, thank both. you, yes. Yes, they uh, could no, both that, go. That'd be really... T- that, I mean, that's disastrous. But, I mean, the worst case scenario, and I listened to you um, earlier this morning, and saying the things that, you know, might happen, that's what you're asking the, the, the commissioners, and the worst option is an urgent care centre where it says, same range of services, integrated care hub, but with no beds. So we might have a building, but there'd be no beds for overnight stays, the way I read it. And trying to get information, as you found this morning, out to the commissioners, trying to get them to see what really options are, incredibly difficult. Well, there are, Dave, there there are 14 options, aren't there? And it's kind of like a sliding scale. So the best case scenario is we keep everything. The worst case scenario, we get rid of everything. And there there are different... Yeah, I don't think the best case scenario is we keep everything, is we keep most of the things, not everything. Um, and on the best case scenario, only ourselves or Milton Keynes right, keeps okay. the majority of services. Most of the options, and for Bedford there are four, the worst one is that we have a, a, a sort of expanded GP surgery. Um, and, the, and the best one is we have some of the services, not the, uh, the full A&E that we currently have, but actually putting people on um, in ambulances to go to the nearest A&E. We spoke about an hour ago to Dr Diane Bell, Director of Strategy and Redesign at Bedfordshire CCG, and she says that this... That, that any changes that are made uh, have to be done, A, because of finances, there isn't enough money, uh, and B, they will improve services by taking them out of the hospital and, and making them more local and, and more accessible to, to people well, in the area. I can't see how going to Milton Keynes, Luton or Hinchinbrook makes it more local. But, I mean, it, this means a longer travel period to access services. It means children and, and patients taken away from their support networks, and that's so important uh, if you've got a member of family being able to get in and out of hospital to see them uh, very quickly to support them. It means sort of basic things, uh, being, basic deals being struck with Milton Keynes or Luton, uh, and no way of getting home. Uh, more strain for individuals. Which, when we talked about the paediatrics uh, uh, last year, we talked about the strain on families at the most difficult time uh, in, in the family's uh, life when they've got a young one in hospital, having to travel back and forth to hospital. So I'm very worried about this. Um, I don't think they're being clear about what the options are. I think they may be much clearer about what the, the options are, and it really is very concerning. What would you like to see happen, Dave, in an ideal world? What would be your situation? Well, I think we've, got a, we've all got an expand, we've got expanding population here and in Milton Keynes and about investing in services and making sure we have to do something differently, but actually working together uh, and all the NHS working together as one. It appears to me, and I, I didn't think this before I became mayor, but we've got a whole group of different bodies in the NHS that don't seem to work together. When they closed the paediatrics department, they had to inform 14 different bits separately managed of the NHS. Of the NHS. Um, this this review is the one review. We talked about uh, three million. Uh, this is the healthier together, uh, which we've talked about before in this programme. Uh, looks like a good option compared to this. This is much worse. They spent two million on that. 
we're spending an awful lot of money on reviewing and not a lot of money and not that money on services. Well, I this, think we need to be... this review, Dave, is costing £3 million. But again, um, Diane earlier on said that, that, that over the next few years, £11 billion could be spent on Bedford Hospital. So the £3 million review is a drop in the ocean, isn't it? But this is not the first review. We've had review after review. You know, we know, I know in my time it's over five million and before my time as mayor there were reviews again. But there are so many bits of the NHS and um, within this review there are, I think, five bits of the NHS all working together with all with their own management structure, all with their own communications teams. I think they should actually work together and try and rationalise that and spend that money on health. Milton Keynes is bigger. Milton Keynes is growing faster. Milton Keynes also has a worse uh, CQC, the regulator who, who actually looks at the hospitals, the watchdog that rates it. You'll find that Bedford Hospital has a very good rating, um, and if, if you looked at it, better than many of the much larger hospitals. And nothing in that review says that we couldn't supply the services that we're talking about. But if, if downgrades are going to take place, it's likelier it's going to be in Bedford, isn't it? When we had healthy together, it was Bedford or Kettering. Uh, we are the smaller population, but I don't want to be, you know, it's not too late to actually uh, to make sure we get the services in Bedford. But you're quite right, it's a, it's a bigger area um, with a faster-growing population. You are you seriously worried about this, aren't Dave? I saw, I saw the tweets that you sent out. You're very no, concerned about this. Yeah, very, very concerned. And when you see, you know, that one of the options is no beds. So we might have a building, but what's in that building? You know, to my mind, if you have no beds in a hospital, is it a hospital? Dave, thank you very much. Dave Hodgson, Mayor of Bedford, 08459 555 if you want to have your say uh, on this. And Glenn has called in. Morning, Glenn. Good morning, Ian. Oh, your, your daily journey. What would you like to say? Well, I'm still in Northampton, so I've actually got a good reception today. Oh, fantastic. Um, there you go. We don't have this problem in Northampton uh, with these hospitals. Um, there's two things that really we should look at. If there are no, there's not enough funds then everybody should have a little increase on their national insurance. Or we stop treating, and, and I have to be careful how I say this, there are a lot of people that come into this country just for the NHS. You know, if you go to the States and you break your arm, if you've got no insurance, you don't get treated. The first thing they ask you is how you're going to pay for it. And we should take a harder stance on this. How many people come into the country just to use the NHS? I don't know. Ah, I, I, but you I, said, I, you know said I, I don't know the figures. It could, it could be millions, it could be ten, I don't know. But you, yeah. you did say a lot of people. So I, I thought yeah. you maybe had some figures. No, I haven't, no. I haven't got figures, but it's, you know, the, we, we've had the, 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 the twins from Japan or China, which cost an absolute fortune what, a few what, years what, what back. What twins from Japan or China? What was the what? It was some twins, wasn't it? Where they were joined at the head or something? Yeah, but or those, those, the... those aren't those aren't health tourists, Siamese twins. That that's that's because we have some of the best surgeons and some of the best medical treatment in the world. You wouldn't you wouldn't begrudge two two kiddies that are no, joined together by no, their head having no, a life saving no, operation. I no, I wouldn't. But what I'm saying is is that uh, you might not have an A and E in in uh, Bedford or Milton Keynes, and. And that's because they've got no money. But it's not because of two Chinese kids. No, I know that. But I'm just saying, I'm just giving you an example. There are a lot of people that come... I'm going to say, there are people that come into this country to use the NHS and abuse the NHS because they can't get treatment in their own country. What, what about that girl, uh, Malala, who got shot in the head by the Taliban because she read a book? Should we, should we have saved her life? Yes. Yes, I do. But I'm just saying there are people that... There are people that come over purely for the NHS. I have got no figures, but it's, you know, it's it's mentioned on the news, it's mentioned in papers. Should we have, should we have billed Malala? 
No. Well, okay. Glenn, thank you very much. It's just interesting you mentioned two uh, Siamese twins. Why? And I don't know. I've got no idea how many people come over here from around the world to uh, to use the NHS and then naff off again. I know it happens. I know, of course, it happens. But is it ten? Is it a, ten million? I don't know. I've heard anecdotal things about pregnant women getting off the plane and going straight to hospital. Yeah. That sounds like bullshine to me. I uh, had a First friend. First of all, they wouldn't let you fly for that heavily pregnant. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And what are you going to do if you, unless you're in labour when you get on the plane and it's not that far away? You know, there, you know the two best ways of um, bringing on inducing a, a, a birth: mm. a curry. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't work though. I was ten and eleven days over. Which one did you try? Both and a long Hey, yeah, at the same time. What? A, don't ruin a good meal. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Major problems on the A1M southbound. We've got queues between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and the M25. Also queues on the A10 London bound from the Hoddesdon roundabout to the M25. This is probably as people divert away from the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. They're preparing to reopen Lane 3, but it hasn't been done yet. The official diversion is via the A120 in Puckeridge, then on the A10 towards Harlow and the M11 Junction 7. Elsewhere on the speed sensors in Bedford, the A6 heading towards the centre of town is queuing from Clapham. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah, you are. It's 8.16, it's uh, Friday, the 4th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Mayor of Bedford has accused health bosses of not being clear about plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And police will place a drugs amnesty bin at the entrance to the Sonosphere Music Festival, which gets underway at Nebworth this evening. BBC Three Counties Radio. In August 2011, Batchwood Sports Centre was destroyed by fire. Four men have been arrested following the fire at Batchwood Golf and Tennis Centre in the early hours of Wednesday morning. And nearly three years on, it's being officially reopened on Tuesday by Judy Murray. Judy's been a really big supporter of the project since the fire. As well as now being a state-of-the-art community facility, it also houses a performance centre for tennis. We're really excited to be opening our new tennis courts, new outdoor tennis courts. They'll be live from the new building, as we hear from the people behind the project, local community leaders and the people using it. Hang out with us, you know, cardio tennis, knock a ball about, shake some pins for charity. Roberto Peroni. Live from the official reopening of the Batchwood Sports Centre. Tuesday from three, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith, sir. Hello there. Good to see you, sir. Hello. Right, I'm tired. Don't mind me. Look, you having a little look through the papers. Well, I, I know you'll, you'll come on. We'll have some banter. You tell us that, and then you'll leave me. You always do. <laughs> I'm not falling for it this time, sir. No, not falling for it this time. Anyway, you're right. Tired. 
three hours sleep. I'm too old for this. Ten years ago, I could do three hours sleep. I could do it three, four nights a week. Boom, straight through. I'm absolutely shattered. It happens to us all. It's like hangovers, really. Yep. You know, when you were 18... Oh, I didn't get one. Didn't oh, get you, one. Could, you could drink your body weight in Pinot. Yes. yes now, yeah. oh gosh, one too many. Yeah, this is, well, this is one of the ruined. reasons I stopped drinking, because the hangovers in my late 20s, early 30s were just atrocious. Yes. Oh, I thought, I'm not having this. I know, it's, not, it's not on. It's not good at all, is it? Isn't your producer looking pink today? She's, she's, got, she's looking beautiful, yeah. She's in a pink, pink frock. She's looking beautiful. She's got to... There's quite a big slit. She's got a big slit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling about the big I mean, slit. You've yeah, got. in retrospect, she's not the most easy dress to sit down in. She's got a really big slit, and she has to keep putting her hand on it to preserve my modesty. Yeah, the dress the, at the right at the front—it's quite badly. Um, it, it, it's, it flaps open. Yes. Have you got a dress on the right way round? Uh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine has always looks beautiful, but that's not just what she's about. Mm. She's got great hair, great eyes, beautiful body, and you know what? She's quite a good producer as well. Is she right? Come with it, for heaven's sake! <laughs> and she's got a bit of a cob on. Yeah, she's getting a little tetchy. All right, love, calm down. Li- All right, love. Seriously, no. Listen, <laughs> Catherine, li- leave it, leave it to the boys. We'll do this bit. This, we'll, is, we'll the, be this right. is the fear. We'll, we'll 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 drive this bit, baby. Don't you worry, good girl. Now, Jonathan. I don't turn around and look at Don't her. turn around. What, what? Really? We're going to have to have words after this. <laughs> what? That, that about, was... about the shopping? <laughs> High five, just... Yeah! Very brave on uh, reinforced glass barrier, aren't you? I love the fact Ian has forgotten that I'm Jonathan. He thought I was just. Oh, you're having, <laughs> you're having lads banter. <laughs> I do. I've, I've three hours sleep. That's what it will do to you. I know. That will. Uh, that, can I just say for all of um, the feminists, women, and lesbians <laughs> listening, uh, that Fe- really was women, feminist, lesbians. No, just the, the commas. There were commas. I'm just saying to my sisters out there, <laughs> to my sisters. It's all a joke. I listen. I'm glad you almost earn as much as me. I really am. I think that's great for you. I really think that's great. You, it's like you're on self-destruct. No, I'm trying to dig What's my way happening? out of it. I'm saying I think girls are great. I think ladies are fan- absolutely fantastic. And where would we be without them? Hey, JBS, where would we be without them? I don't know. Is this working, Kath? <laughs> no. No. What can I do to, to turn this around? Shut up. Okay. Oh. Mm. What's on your show? Coming up on this morning's big phone-in at nine, do you understand why some young British Muslims hate this country? A young uh, British man who claims that he's been fighting in Syria for the last 12 months has told BBC Radio 5 Live he'll only come back to this country if he can see the black flag of Islam flying over Buckingham Palace. Oh, you heard this story today? No, I've missed this story. Well, he won't be back he's, for a while. He's 20 years old from the south of England and claims that he's fighting for groups who are linked with al-Qaeda. He describes the UK as an evil place where people get drunk and women walk around half naked. Oh. And he praises the 7-7 bombers as heroic lions. The young man says that there's nothing about this country he misses and his faith is incompatible with life in the United Kingdom. Meanwhile, 100 British imams have condemned every word he has said. Well, I'll play you the interview he's given to our BBC colleague Nicky Campbell after nine this morning, and I want to hear from you as well. Do you understand why some young British Muslims seemingly hate this country? Mm. 08459 455 555. Pretty shocking. Pretty shocking, the, the things he has said. I look forward to listening to it. The thing I don't get, I kind of got it a while ago, I don't get it now, is 
whenever a, a, a young chap like this says something outrageous and, uh, you know, offensive to many people, why people you, people will call up and say, well, we, we need uh, Muslim leaders to come out and denounce this. I don't know why Muslim leaders or any Muslim people have to come out and denounce this. It's not like if, if uh, a young Christian lad robs a bank. You don't get the archbishop kind of say, I just want to say that Christians... Uh, we do not condone robbing of banks at all, and we think this is disgusting. I don't understand why Muslim leaders have to come out now and still condone this kind of stuff. I, I know what you mean, although you you have to also take into account the fact that he says that he he wants this country yeah, to become yeah. Islamic, and he wants the black flag of Islam flying over Buckingham yeah. Palace, and until that happens, he doesn't want to come back to the country. Well, as far as I'm concerned, fine. Yep. You know... You, you, you can come back, mate, when the flag's flying, definitely. Exa- we'll, we'll let you back. Exactly, what, what, whatever. Um, but I do wonder why someone who is born and bred in this country, yep. who's been educated in this country, who's enjoyed all the same kinds of things... I'm not Muslim, you're not Muslim, but this young man has enjoyed all of the, the same things that we've enjoyed growing up in this country. Yep. Why he would have such utter hatred mm. for our nation. Yeah, OK, we've got lots of problems in this country. We've got lots of things I'm sure many of us would like to change. Mm. But, I mean, come on. In the grand scheme of things, this is a wonderful country to live in. How can anyone born and bred here hate it so much? From nine this morning, I'd love your views on this. Do you understand why some young British Muslims hate this country? 08459 555555. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey! Hey, Cathy! Hey, Cathy, come home! I just want to say, I mean, Jonathan, he is such... I mean, he's such a bad boy. We've, We've had this comment. He is a bad boy. He's a bad influence. And some of the language he was, um saying then about um you mean jonathan that my kids call uncle johnny exactly. i've known him for years and came to my wedding yeah you well you that johnny you heard what he was he was forcing me to you know he was encouraging and forcing me to say about um girl i love girls i think i think you're great you do such good work I'm a woman i'm 37 you are such good caring if women were in control of the world boy it'd be a much more peaceful place yeah. for most of the month i just think that um i think you should stop now. I'm trying to make it better. Well, stop then. That's, That's you all like that. I'm explaining stuff and making it better. Did you just gurgle? Yeah, I did. Why'd you have to mention that? Rob's in Luton. Morning, Rob. Hello, Ian. A little bit awkward here this morning. Is it what? A little bit awkward. What's awkward? Well, you know when it's all, well, you know when something's awkward. No. Oh well, it is here. What have you got for us? It's a bit noisy. Yeah, Nick Judge, we'll try and keep the noise down a bit, shall we? What have you got for us, Rob? Bands back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moody Blues. Oh. Santana. Oh, the guitar player. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, the other guitar player. I never I never got Hendrix. No. I think he's rubbish. Oh, OK, then. Pink I don't... Floyd. Oh, yeah. With, with, with or without Sid Barrett? Oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a gentleman who saw the Floyd when they were a real band and not just knocking out eight-minute guitar solos. What, what was, was that what, like? What was weird about them, there was the, the Albert Hall. Yeah. And um, in the day, they used to have the um, 
auditorium where the uh, stalls all went round the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, the Pink Floyd, sort of, they, they, was when they did their light show, all the psychedelia and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And they brought the, a white screen down behind the band. And, of course, all the folks sitting behind the stage <laughs> couldn't see anything, so there was all missiles being thrown over the top. Yeah, I've seen that. They used to do that a lot in the 60s and the 70s. They'd have people sat behind the band. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. That's very odd. What was the better, Rob? What was the best act you saw back in the day, and what was the worst one? Um, probably the worst one was Crazy World of Arthur Brown. <laughs> he was the fellow who had a fire on his head. Yeah, exactly. He had one hit, <laughs> and boy, has he melts that hit for all it's worth. <laughs> really weird that was. The best one? Uh, the best one, I think, was probably um, Santana. Oh. I mean, they they go on a bit now. It's, um, it, who took my call? Uh, it would have been Catherine or Kelly. Uh, she said that her mum had seen them recently and he went on a bit. Yeah, yeah. that was me. Ah, uh, yeah, but back in the day they were good. Yeah. Well, uh, Bob, uh, Rob, thank you very much for that. He goes in for all this new age stuff now. He's got a black magic woman. He's got a black magic woman. He's got a black magic woman and she's trying to make it Why are people just phoning up and telling me bands they've seen? That's weird, isn't well, it? Well, they're not just phoning up and telling you bands. We've had someone ring up and be really rude to Kelly. Who was that? Um, Janet. About what? Um, she just wants What, Janet who works here? No, Janet oh, okay. sends us ne- rude messages every day. She decided to back it up with a uh, phone call. Does she want to come on air? Well, she expressed disappointment that it wasn't me, so she couldn't try it on with me. Listen, listen, guys, guys, I've got two tips, right? If you want to come on, if you want to phone up and complain, please come on. Either phone up the boss out of hours, uh, out of show hours after nine o'clock. You can call me and I'll give you the number for management. Yeah, or come on air. But don't be rude. Or here's the biggest tip, right? If you've been texting in and phoning in for about a year, criticising the show, uh, maybe the show's not for you. I don't know. Maybe listen to Heart. Nikki Campbell's on Five Live now. Radio 4, they speak posh all the time. She doesn't understand why sometimes I say plum. You say what? Plum. What's that? Um, well, it's because I'm not... What are you saying? I'm not completely from round here. Again, say something again. I should be apologising for. Plum. Kelly? What's a plum? Uh, what? What's a plum? A plum. A plum. Say it again, Catherine. Plum. A plum. I mean, I don't say the word plum very much. Say it more recently, but... Say what word? Plum. Spell it. Plum. Oh, plum. So you said plum. Yeah, I was. I was Janet complaining that you said plum. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, totally on her side. She's right. She's completely right to complain. What a dick... I don't even say plum. Richard's in Winslow. Morning, Richard. Yeah, right? rock and roll, man. How's rock and roll, Richard! Woo! Now, listen, I'm not going to tell you who this was unless you twist my arm up my back. I'll twist your melons. Thank you very much. I'll switch your plums. It's, um, <laughs> it's uh, a totally one... Un- Hello? Hello. Oh, you're still there. It's 100% true, true story. I don't lie. I don't have to make things up. No, you don't need to make things up, Richard. We'll let, let you on the radio just to talk rubbish anyway. That's all right, don't worry. They let you do it. <laughs> uh, I know, and they only charge me 200 quid a week. That's not bad, is it? Good God. Now, um... But some years ago, when the um, um, MP's expenses was, was sort of more or less on, I was in a garden centre along the A4 in Twyford, and as I drew into the car park, but my car, I saw this very, 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 very well-known lady MP loading potted plants into the back of her car. So I thought for a bit of fun, I went up to her and I said, in a deep stage voice, you, you won't be putting those on your expense account. Oh, did I get a lecture? Did I get a lecture? Did you, did you get a lecture? 
I got a lecture. And the only reason I didn't put her in a place was because I thought she might have some security men knocking around. Now, I'm not going to tell you who it was. It's totally true. Unless you twist my... Oh! All right, with Theresa May. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update from Marie in Watford at the Hunton Bridge roundabout on the A41. There are delays because the traffic lights aren't working. On the speed sensors, major problems on the A1M southbound. We've got queues with long delays between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and the M25. This may be as people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. They're preparing to reopen Lane 3, so it should be open soon, just one lane there. Uh, the official diversion going via the A120 in Puckeridge, then rejoining the M11 at Junction 7 in Harlow. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Mayor of Bedford has accused health bosses of not being clear about plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. Police in Aylesbury have arrested the second man who absconded from an open prison last Sunday. Convicted murderer Darren Douglas was spotted on CCTV at Aylesbury bus station. And police will place a drugs amnesty bin at the entrance to the Sonosphere Music Festival, which gets underway at Nebworth this evening. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton is vowing to get back into title contention at this weekend's British Grand Prix. First practice starts at Silverstone at 10 o'clock this morning and Hamilton has been taking inspiration from his Stevenage roots. I drove around the old streets in Stevenage, went past my old house that started in... and it's like 10 o'clock last night and I went back to the park where I used to play as a kid and just remembered I was still in the field at the top of Petrie Park and the football pitch and I remember my last game there as a kid playing for Bedwell Rangers. The World Cup quarterfinals get underway today with France versus Germany at five and Brazil versus Colombia at nine. Watford striker Troy Deeney is being linked with newly promoted Burnley managed by former Hornets boss Sean Dyche. One bid has reportedly been turned down although Watford have made no official comment. Milton Keynes Dons midfielder Ben Reeves has signed a new two-year contract. Manager Carl Robinson says it's excellent news. It's great news for the football club obviously because it, 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 uh, it's a new contract that, that keeps me for two more years um, obviously everyone knew we, we, we took up the option but I, I wasn't going to let Ben Reeves' contract run out um, I think it's great business by us as a football club it shows tremendous foresight and planning The men's semi-finals take place at Wimbledon today Novak Djokovic faces Grigor Dimitrov the man who knocked out Andy Murray and Roger Federer is up against Milos Raonic Meanwhile 18-year-old Josh Sapwell from Flitic is the last remaining Brit in the Wimbledon junior singles He's in quarter-final action today Luton boxer Graham Earl makes his comeback in Australia in the next few hours with a controversial rematch against Michael Katsidis, the man who beat him in a brutal world title fight at Wembley in 2007. Earl hasn't fought since 2009. 
Robert Smith is from the British Boxing Board of Control. Graham is, hasn't boxed for a number of years. Even when he was boxing, he was in, inactive. And, you know, they did box before. They did put up a great fight. But ultimately, he lost, you know. And um, he wasn't good enough at that point, which was in 2007. And we don't actually see what he's done in the meantime to make him good enough now. And in golf, there are three joint leaders at the latest European Masters at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club, all on five under par. Werburn-based Charlie Hull is two under after a first-round 70. Bedford's Holly Aitchison is seven over par. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Rob Harris is going to be sentenced today. Breaking news. Do you know how he um, avoided reporters this morning? Do you know how he avoided reporters no. this morning? His house backs onto a river. He left by boat. Wow. He left by boat to go to court. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Uh, what are we talking about? Let's have a quick little recap before we, uh, we crack on. We had a police officer who didn't want to tell me what music she liked. It was personal. We had... Um, uh, Maria, who didn't want to tell me how many dogs she had. That's personal. So we're asking, what don't you want to tell me today? 08459 455 555. There's also this story. Uh, Newcastle United owner Mike Ashley has found love again. It's nice, isn't it? With the woman he divorced 11 years ago at a cost of £50 million. Pals of the sportswear tycoon say a a remarriage proposal is on the cards with glamorous Linda Ashley. I I mean, um, he's described as a chubby billionaire. I I mean, I don't want to say, I wouldn't wouldn't for a moment suggest that she's getting with him again for the money, because she is hot, And she's also uh, rich after divorcing him the first time round. The couple, who have a son and two daughters, have enjoyed a string of dates. Linda, 46, has also spent time at Ashley's 33-room, £25 million mansion in Hertfordshire, so local that, and vocal. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're together. They could be in separate wings. Swedish Linda met Ashley when she was working at the Lily White store in London, part of the Tycoon Sports Direct Empire. Sorry? Who are these people? I was on the phone. I missed it. Well, basically, he's really rich, she's really hot, and they're, they're going to get back together after 11 years apart. Oh, I could... just two randoms? No, He's the owner of Newcastle Football Club. Oh, right, so yeah, random. But I don't... Uh, I go, uh, how can you get back with someone that you splat, uh, split up with? You splat up with. There's, Should uh, be that, shouldn't it? Can you imagine that, Justin? Hello? Oh, he's not there. Just? Oh, wait, oh for goodness sake. Steve's there. I bet he's imagined Just. Hey, why ain't man? Mike Ashley. He lives in, Uca- uh, in uh, yeah. Hertfordshire. No, no. Mike Ashley lives in Hertfordshire. He's got a £25 million mansion in Hertfordshire, that mate. That doesn't mean he lives there. He's not welcome down here. Sorry? Send him back up north. Hey! Get him back with the next... Well, I know you've spoken to people. We'll talk about mm. it in a second. Mm. But uh, it just seems it seems like an odd one, doesn't it? I can understand people getting back with their ex if they're not married, OK? But, but if you have been That's married... That's the difference. Yeah, That's I think, the difference, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, you, I think you're right, because you've gone through the, the whole thing of the divorce. Absolutely. I think you would struggle to find anybody this morning who has got married to somebody, divorced, and then got back together. It's just weird. Because also, divorce, divorce is like a big, painful... Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's, it's an ugly thing. Is it, There's no... Let's put this out there, last 24 minutes. Ever had a nice divorce? I bet you haven't. <laughs> There'll be some people... I was working with someone, right? I'm working with someone at the moment. Mm. Uh, it's Louisa Zisman, uh, who was on The Apprentice. Ooh, and, yes, and yes, she, local, I, local. I was in the... We were doing Big Brother with her. And mm. I was with her on Saturday, and she went, Oh, yeah, here's something. 
I got an email yesterday saying I got divorced. I forgot all about it. Oh, dear. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Is there ever such a good thing as a nice divorce? Can you get back with someone uh, once you've divorced them? Like, I, all right, you're right. I think that's the difference, mm, mm. is the divorcing. Well, uh, J- Justin, we'll, we'll come to you in a second, but I've left Steve hanging on the line. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. How you going? Yeah, I'm all right. Say hello to Justin. Hello, Justin. Morning, Here. Stevie boy. Here. You well? Lovely, thank you. Here, you talk about getting married. Yeah. I've got an old saying that is, why take another man's trouble off his hands? There we go, you see, Steve. <laughs> so, you, so you've never married. No, I can't afford it. Why are too expensive to run? Aren't, aren't they just... Aren't they just... You enjoying this, Bounce Girls? you got racehorses, though, haven't you, Steve? Surely no, they're more expensive. Driving, we got driving horses. What's a driving horse? Dri- horses can't drive. They've got no thumbs. No, there's trouble, isn't it? Um, we've got all hackneys, nearly all hackneys. They're um, in the Rare Breed Survival Trust. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, got a few of them. Um, Does this mean anything to you, Just? No. OK, we'll keep no. going. He's not selling himself very well. But no, I'm not selling myself. <laughs> I've been trying down on the common for a long time, but it ain't worked out. Steve, thank you very much indeed. I've got to say, Justin, <laughs> this morning, yeah, we've had some of the weirdest, weirdest phone calls I we've know. ever, ever had. It's been a very... Is it a, is it a full moon? Are we anywhere near a full moon? <laughs> I don't know. All, all I'm telling you is, this morning, I've listened to quite a bit of the programme, uh, driving to and from Tring, the home of the big tour, yeah. and, um, yeah, listening in, not actually working on the programme at that particular moment. What? what I would say is that you have had some of the strangest phone calls I have ever heard in my life I, anywhere on BBC Local Radio. Well, I just said that, mate. Yeah, I know, but I'm backing you up. Well, but you, from, you from an outsider's point of view. But you didn't need to back it up in such an extended manner. I'm just telling you the way it is. Well, that's just the way it is. Doodle-loon, doodle-loon, doodle-loon. Uh, OK, you've been out talking... You've been taking this to the streets, just. Mm, yeah, pounding the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in Tring, the home of our big tour this week, Whoa. asking people, can you ever get back with your ex? Ian, here's what people had to say. So, Darren, we're talking about uh, exes today. Can you ever get back with an ex and it works? What's your story? Uh, well, I mean, I've been married to my wife now for 12 years, but then after seven years of going out, we split up, got back together, and like I say, now we're married. So it can work? It can work. You are the proof. Absolutely. I'm here. You're living proof. <laughs> oh, and did it feel weird, though? When you got back together after that break, did it feel weird that the things that annoyed you initially, did they creep back in? Uh, no. What it was, was on the break, I realised that actually nobody was better. So, you know, all the things you thought you were missing out on uh, was totally untrue. So get back to the person that you love. So anybody listening to this who says, you know what, it's never going to work, you would say, hang on, think again. That's right, give it a go, definitely. Andy, can you ever go back for seconds and it works out? No, I don't think so. So what happened to you? Um, I was with, with someone for about five years. Um, I saw someone else. She probably went out for revenge. Um, we got back together. But, you know, just you throw it in each other's faces. Yeah. How long did it last for when you got back together? A couple of months, I suppose. And that was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when was the last time you spoke to her? Um, probably six months ago. She's, I've got two kids with her. So we still keep in touch, but... It would, you know, it could never work because it's just it's always in the back of your mind. I think too much history there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed for your time. We're here in Tring. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. That oh, sounds very, very nice there, uh, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, your your music show on a mm. Saturday has moved slots. Yes. What's happening? Twelve until two tomorrow. Uh, two hours of great songs and great memories. We have the UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1968. Requests from 
Tring, some very interesting ones there. Plus, uh, Nebworth, of course, this weekend. Yeah. I'll be talking to the owner, Henry Lisson-Cobbold. He picks his two favourite Nebworth memories oh. of the last 40 years. One of them shall remain a secret. The other one, I should tell you right now, the Beach Boys, oh. 1980. 1980. Yeah, Nebworth. 1980. It's a yes. great. I've got the DVD. It's a cracking yeah. concert. It's the last time all of the original Beach Boys played together in this country uh, and then shortly after that Dennis Wilson died. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How local and how vocal was that? Hey, that's a great it's a great album. Go, go, mm. Kids, go out and buy Beach Boys Live at Nebworth. Yeah, they've, they've messed around with it on a computer afterwards, but man, what an album. Mm, beautiful. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you for that. I forgot about that. It's a great concert. Uh, Lynn's in Hemel. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. Great show as usual. Uh, I'd, I'd give it a, a six today. I'd give you an um, eight and a half, Steady, I think. steady. I wonder where that well, was I'd going. I'd give you yes. a ten just for Catherine, to be honest. Yeah, OK. What is, now, what is it you don't want to tell me? I don't want to tell you oh. which 3CR presenter I've got a big crush on. Oh, why? Why don't you want to tell me? Because uh, I had to pin it here. OK, yeah, OK. Is I'll it, give you a clue. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. OK, is it me? I'm sorry, it's not you. You say it's not me, but is it me? No, it isn't. Is it Justin Dealey? It used to be Justin oh. Dealey. Someone's repl- someone at 3CR has replaced Justin Dealey in your affections. Well, Catherine guessed that it was Justin Dealey, but... No. Is it... It's not Roberto, is it? Roberto Peroni, skinny and bony? Yep. Is it P- Roberto? <laughs> You fancy Roberto? Yeah, I think he's lovely. Really? What is it and about? I, what is it about Roberto that gets you hot? Um, I don't know because I did look him up on my phone once. Yeah. And he obviously put a very old picture of himself on. Yeah, because he's yeah he's ancient now. Yeah, he's ancient. But then I'm nearly sixty. Yeah, yeah. So is he. But, but he's the wrong side of it. He's, no, he's not. He's, 60, he's not that old. He's 64, Roberto Peroni. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's 64 years old. Perfect age, then. What about... Is it, are there any other voices that get you... You know that special tingle? Oh, Paul Scoyne's has got the sexiest voice in radio. Really? Yes, he's what, got... What, what is Paul Scoyne's... <laughs> Paul Scoyne's has got the sexy... The political reporter has got the sexiest voice in radio. Yeah, he's got a lovely voice. If there was one phrase... And also, you talked about him going commando in Lycra the other day, oh, and that didn't help, he really. He don't wear pants. Uh, if there was one phrase that you... In your wildest fantasies, you would want Paul Scoyne's to say to you, what would it be? Oh, God, I can't even go there. Go on, go on, give us a, go, give us a little, little taste of what would it be? I'll be round in five minutes, I think. Scoyne's? I'll be around in five minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> just going to pass out now. <laughs> Is he going to cycle round? <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say... Hang on a minute. Best... You've, got the man, you've got the man of your... Scoins, say, talk dirty to her. Uh, really? Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out, I think. Don't, don't do that. Although I am first aid trained. Oh, good. Can you come round and massage my heart? Uh, have you got a defibrillator? 
No, but you probably have one. <laughs> My God, this is really weird. Um, I feel a bit faint. Not well, the only one. <laughs> I do think you've got the sexiest voice on radio. You seem very charming. And I'm sure your wife is thrilled to bits that you're her husband. Thanks. Have a nice day. Yeah. Also, Ian, I wanted to talk to you about um, concerts. <laughs> There's a picture of a dog. That's the sexiest voice. Cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Here's Alice. The A1M southbound, we've got long delays between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and the M25. Also got delays on the A10 London bound. That's heavy going from the Hoddesdon roundabout as you head towards the M25. Maybe as people divert away from the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. We had an update from Marie in Watford, the A41 at the Hunton Bridge roundabout. We've got delays there because the traffic lights aren't working. And also in High Wycombe on the Amherst. Hill as you head away from the centre of town. By the station, one lane is blocked after a bus has broken down, making things heavy in both directions. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Forty-six. It's Friday the 4th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Mayor of Bedford has accused health bosses of not being clear about plans which could see the downgrading of A&E at Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals. Rolf Harris will be sentenced this morning after being convicted of 12 charges of indecently assaulting four girls. And police will place a drugs amnesty bin at the entrance to the Sonisphere Music Festival, which gets underway at Nebworth this evening. Let's get the weather here, Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yep, thanks very much indeed. Uh, plenty of sunshine out there right across the three counties just now, save for one little line of cloud uh, that's uh, just sort of towards uh, St Albans, uh, stretching down to Amersham and uh, into Berkshire. But uh, other than that, we've got a lot of sunshine uh, for the majority of us, plenty in Milton Keynes, uh, just stretching a bit further north. Uh, there's a bit more cloud, but uh, on the whole, temperatures are at 16 and 17 degrees right now and expected to just keep climbing with uh, plenty of sunshine around through the day today, expecting highs then of 26 to 27 Celsius typically. Quite breezy though, and we'll see cloud increasing as we go through this evening and overnight, and that cloud is going to bring us some rain. It'll be quite heavy first thing tomorrow morning, and then it clears away as we go through the morning period, leaving behind it some showers and a much fresher feel to the weather right across the three counties. 21 Celsius, 17 Fahrenheit. Good chance of picking up an afternoon shower, but there'll be drier interludes as well. And then on Sunday, plenty of sunshine to start the day as we go through the afternoon again running the risk of some showers not too many around but there certainly is a risk of them but a lot of dry and bright weather mixed in and again a high of 21 celsius today though then the peak of the temperatures in this current hot spell 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's just so friendly, so friendly. Quite an attractive, historic, traditional market town. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. And Tring is totally surrounded by an area of natural beauty. Just an easy-going feel about the place. Inviting everyone to where you live. A lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. Everyone's very helpful and kind. It's a place on its own. It's rather special, I think. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. What you see is what you get, and that's what I like about it. It's an honest place. Very pleasant, attractive, rural, provincial town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I won't move anywhere else. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Last 10 minutes of the show, what are we talking about? Uh, we're asking, what don't you want to tell me? Police officer was reluctant to tell me the music that she likes. She told me eventually 80s. But uh, it's strange, isn't it? I, 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 well, yeah. Uh, 08459 We're just talking nonsense. It's the last 10 minutes of a show on a Friday, for goodness sakes. For goodness sakes. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. It's making it more difficult as I'm getting really bunged up as well. So I'm, I'm struggling to speak and breathe at the same time, which may please some of the uh, the listeners. What have you called in for, Pat? Yeah, the financial strain on our health service. Yeah, go on. Um, foreign visitors coming in. I had to pay £200 um, insurance when I went abroad only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So to get medical care. Why is that not happening? Why isn't that a condition that's coming into this country? Is it not? Well, I don't think so. I mean, we get. Do you know? Well, for uh, well, if they're not paying for the care when they come in here, well, if they, but if they bought they in, if they've bought insurance, that would cover it, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Do you, do you know? Do I know what? If <laughs> they've got insurance, no, and they I, come I, don't, in. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, Pat, two things: uh, it, it, you can't criticise them for coming over here and not paying if you don't know whether they've got insurance or not. Well, we had one particular uh, example with that uh, person who come over, I think, to have a baby, and then she had a heart condition. Right. No insurance cover. OK, and how much did and that she, cost? Well, it, <laughs> well, I'm no... Uh, I'm, I don't know on figures, okay. but it was, it was a lot of money when they said it on, on the radio. OK. And, and how many people are coming over here without insurance just to exploit the NHS? Well, I'll tell you something. If I knew all these answers, right. my pay would really increase through the roof. And on top of that, can I say something else? In, in one second, uh, you can. Let's just... You, you, yeah, you, go you, on. You've got plenty of time, so don't worry. But but yeah. that's the point. We've, you're the second caller to phone up and talk about all of these people. Like, what do they call it? Health tourists. All of these people to come over here and exploit the NHS. I've got literally no idea how many it is, Pat. Is it 10 or is it 10 million? Because if it's 10, I'm not bothered yeah. about it. If it's 10 million, yeah, I'll start being a little bit upset. We, you and I have got no idea, so it, you can't really complain about something if you don't know how big or how small the problem is. It doesn't matter how small it is. If it's small, it's still a problem, isn't it? Well, yeah, but if it's ten people coming over here exploiting the NHS, you and I aren't losing out because of that, because that's going to be, you know, what, that, that'll be a, maybe a couple of hundred thousand at most. At most! And that is, is nothing in the... That's not going to change the NHS at all. So well, for- it is relevant... Well, perhaps we need someone from the NHS to give those figures, because they will know, won't they? I don't know. Yeah, probably, probably. But, Could but, they will. Well, OK, well, then, then go on, you can go and find out before you start making spurious claims, perhaps. Well, spurious claims, you might think they are, but everyone says we're, we're getting the strain on the NHS from other people using it, not aren't ev- they? Not, no, not everyone says it. 
Oh, you don't say it. Well, no, loads of people don't say it because okay. it, we, we, we don't. Pat, you and I don't know the figures. Right. Can I come on to my other point? Well, I, I, I guess if you just want to leave that, are you going to go off and do some research for us? I'll do some research for Beautiful. you. I'm quite happy to do it. Yeah. Do, do, seriously, do it. Then give us a call next week. But go on. What have you got? Uh, what else you got? Right. The other thing is when the government uh, increases the, the time you can retire on. In other words, they're burning out more people a lot earlier because they're having to increase their pensionable age from 60 to 65. Say then that's going to be another strain on the health service. If they were retiring a little bit earlier, perhaps they wouldn't get ill that quicker and have to be maintained in that health for a longer period of time. Or the, the converse argument is that by staying in work longer, it, it will reduce the strain on the NHS because quite often you, you find that people, when they do retire, um, they start getting ill, either mentally or physically, because they haven't got the daily routine of work. Well, would, not in my wife's case, it isn't like that. No. Well, that, that, that's that's a, an anecdotal yeah. story that you've got. But in other cases, it, it does work like that. Pat, listen, get some figures and come back next week and we'll have a chat about that. I'm quite happy to. Excellent I'm... stuff, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Marion's in the Lister Hospital. Morning, Marion. Good morning. What, are you, are you, why are you in hospital? Yes, I'm inpatient. I've been here for 11 days. Oh, blimey. Is everything all right? Uh, yeah. Are you on the mend? Yes. Um, sorry? You're on, are you on the mend? Hopefully, yes. Good for you, good for you. What have you got for us, Marion? Uh, well, it's two points. Uh, the one you were talking about, uh, pop groups. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, in 1967, when oh. I was in my last year at Catering College, yeah. uh, I went up to Finsbury Park to see oh. Helen Shapiro and the Beach Boys. Oh, the Beach Boys in 1967. What a, what a great year to see them. Yes, I know. And uh, as I left, uh, I got a tap on the shoulder by a young man. He said, weren't you on the coach for Letchworth? And I said, yes. Yeah. He said, well, you're going the wrong way. Oh. And uh, he said, by the way, he introduced himself. Yeah. He said, when we get back to Letchworth, can I walk you home? Oh, hello. Hello. The, sw- the 60s uh, started swinging we, for you in Finsbury Park. Uh, we, uh, on June 20th, we celebrated our 45th, 44th. Ladies and gentlemen, love happened in the foyer of a Beach Boys concert at Finsbury Park. And and yet I still, while I'm here, my son brings me in, me tapes, me CDs. I take take it in terms of listening to the radio. Yeah. And my 60s, I still, if you saw um, my 60s collection, um... My teenage rebellious years, as I call it. What was your, what was your favourite Beach Boys song, Marion? Um, oh, we met when the, then I kissed her was a day oh, in yeah. the break. Yeah. And uh, 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 I know it's good. God only knows. God only knows. That's the one. That's one of my fa- that's my second favourite song of all time. Yeah. Marion, listen, how long are you going to be in the hospital for? Well, I don't know until I get the results of the testing things. All right, well, listen, we've got to move on because we're running out of time. I I don't know. Fingers crossed, Marion. I hope everything works out. I'm moving on just because I want to squeeze Dave in before the show finishes. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Uh, My wife has probably the most unique claim to fame at Nepal's concerts. 
Go on, she what was happened? married at Nebworth Church in 1980 during the Santana concert. <laughs> and for two minutes when they were, her and her husband were saying the vows, everything went quiet to around, I think it was about 80,000 people there. 80,000? What, in the middle of the Santana concert? Or did, was yeah. it... No, it's dead in the middle because they were just playing Black Magic Woman because we could hear everything in the church. Yeah. And then the vows were being said and it stopped and then they followed on by Sapati. Wow. The best free concert apart from the Eagles at Wembley. There, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, that's a fat day. Fantastic story. Thank you for that. What's even more fantastic of that story is that turns out Kelly's learnt a new word. <laughs> I have a little screen here where, where the Kelly types up uh, basically what's coming on next, the next item, whether it's the travel um, uh, or uh, swear words like she's doing now or what the caller is, a little idea of what the, 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 the caller might be talking about. And she wrote that that gentleman was calling up to talk about someone who got married at Nebworth. And what did you say? What did you write, Kelly? Nothing. You tell us, Catherine. That they said their wedding vowels during Santana. Said their wedding vowels, and she spelt vowels V O W E L L S. So what I did <laughs> was I, I just put my microphone down and I said, "Nice try, Kelly. Try again." So she deleted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thought I've done something wrong here. And then she wrote vowels with one L. She corrected the spelling of vowels. Don't I don't I don't care who you're talking to. I, want to, I need to I need to speak to you, Kelly. Put that fo- that thing down. They're not going to come on. We haven't got time for them. Did you genuinely think that people said their wedding vowels? Yes. It's I, ooh. <laughs> you didn't know it was wedding vowels? No, I didn't know. You thought people got married? Yep. And they said their wedding vowels? <laughs> yes. You see, you see, Jonathan, you see the team I have to... I'll hey, don't s- put me in with it. Hey, I know lots of other things, just not I'll that. swap her for your Tim. Is that, can we do that? Mind. I'll swap her for your Tim. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, we'll end the week. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, we've got long delays between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and the M25. Also very heavy on the A10 London bound. That's heavy from the Hoddesdon roundabout to the M25. As people divert away from problems on the M11 London bound, which is closed between Junction 8 for Stansted and 7 for Harlow. In Watford, we have an update from Marie on the A41 at the Hunton Bridge roundabout. The traffic lights aren't working and it's causing delays. Also in High Wycombe on the Amersham Hill as you head away from the centre of town. Near to the train station, one lane is blocked after a bus has broken down. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. See you next week, Alice. See you next week. Ta-ta. Right, that's it. That's your lot. New podcast will be up later on today. JVS is up next until Monday at six o'clock from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Do you understand 